everybody welcome to d comedy our rewatch review whatever you want to call it podcast this month your d commentators are me lucas and me emma and we are here today to discuss possibly like the word classic is so fitting everybody talks about this become <laughs> and i like didn't really understand why and now i do even though i've seen it before but now, now on second viewing as an adult i get why this has stood the test of time yes i had never seen it before but i also understand now because this month we God. watched the Disney Channel classic, Brink, with an exclamation point. point. It's I very important. Say, it's very important that you include the exclamation points. I saw this. It's an oldie. This came out in 1998. So two, I was two years old. And it was the third DCOM ever released. Funnily enough, it came out in August. So it's a perfectly appropriate. So I remember watching this when I was very little. But it didn't, like, it wasn't one that I watched again and again. I don't know why, because it's amazing. Mm. I also did not realize until we watched this again that the main character's name is Brink, and that's why it's called Brink. Yeah, I I think I've said this I before. thought it was, like, pushing it to the brink. That, uh, I think I've said this before somewhere, is that I always thought the Poof Point movie was called Brink, because they're being brought... they just both have exclamation points? Yeah, well, no, just because, like, they're brought to, like, the brink of dying or whatever time travel no. nonsense. I don't know why I thought that, but then I... But yes, that's absolutely way... <laughs> that's absolutely something I was not expecting. But you bring up a good point. I had never seen this before, which I think we've mentioned, but I, I'd seen some clips and some, like, jokes online from it, like, people taking, like, making reference to it, and I was like, what is this movie? There is nothing more 90s than a movie about inline skate. I mean, let's know. Let's just say it out front. This is the most 90s thing I've ever seen. I have... It is a time capsule of the 1990s. It, it, and it, it is absolutely. amazing. Because, yeah, so it came out in 1988, which means it, this is its 21st anniversary wow. this month. It's so over? Brink, so Brink can drink now, everybody. Oh my god. It's so, <laughs> so old. That makes me feel like a million years old. But it's no less beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, we uh, we don't have any DCOM news to talk about this month. Let's jump right in. Other than Descendants 3 came out, I heard it was pretty, got some really good ratings, whatever. Oh, we're too jazzed to talk about this. This is our year four anniversary. This is the first episode of season four of D-Comedy. I'm excited. Let's talk about Brink. So, first thing that happens, the title just slaps you right in the face. Slaps you right in the face. The exclamation point? Just right there. Slap in the head. Big old font, just right over it. It's wild. And the rest of the credits are also in this font, and it's the weirdest thing to see, like, people's names written in this crazy 90s font. It's It's word art. It's It's crazy 90s But also, I love it. Like, we've seen bad word art titles. I was down for this. It was great. It's not like Helvetica. It's like like the kooky word art you would use that you'd not be able to use for a school project. It's great. The lead is Eric Von Detten, Mm -hmm. who I, like, was watching it, and I was like, what is this guy from? What is this guy from? Besides this, obviously I remembered him being the lead in Brink, but I was like, what else is he in? And I kept thinking it was a Disney thing that I was recognizing him from. He's the Hot guy from the Princess Diaries, the first one, who makes out with Mia on the beach, that is Eric Von Denton. Yeah, the guy he, who just wants to be famous. Yes. Yeah. He was hot in that. He's hot here. <laughs> he is? Uh, I found him as a child attractive, and I think he holds up. Okay. In I, a 90s way. I thought his hair looked way too greasy to be attractive. That's, you, no. <laughs> was, that was intentional. He's, that, was like, inten- that was part of it. For that you. was part of it. Okay. Uh, but then we get a classic, um, 
uh, I'm running late, mom, so I gotta go. I can't sit down for breakfast. You know, he's got, he's dressed. He has two alive parents also. He has I two alive parents and a young sister from Smart House who plays literally no role in this film. She's in like three scenes. She's I does like three quips and that's literally I don't know. Purpose. Like in Smart House, she was one of the characters who got trapped in the Smart House. No. And so I was, I understood why she was there, what she was all about here. She p- serves almost no purpose. But so he's like running out of the house. He's got, <laughs> it's hard to describe what everyone's wearing and what they're doing in this movie because it's so 90s. Is He's wearing, like, bright yellow shirt and just baggy everything. No one's clothes in this movie <laughs> touch them. Everyone is wearing such baggy shirts, baggy <laughs> jeans. It is actually, they are, like, wearing parachutes. Mm-hmm. And Luke pointed out at the end, like, they're in a race. They're in an inline skating race. And Luke was like, maybe if their clothes were tighter, they'd be a little bit more aerodynamic. Like, everyone is billowing because it was yeah. the 90s. Like, it's, like, basically jean code they jeans. Could have, they could have jumped out of a plane and fallen there and survived. Survived, like, not even had a scratch on them. Like, and it was, like, that was, like, the look in the 90s was, like, baggy overalls, baggy shirts. Because they're also yeah, skaters in mm-hmm. California in mm-hmm. a Los Angeles area. So, I get it. But it's really jarring to watch and remember that people actually dress like that. Also, every single person... And by that, I mean every man in this movie. And this is a predominantly male movie. There's literally two girls. They all have the exact same Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World haircut. Like the Sean. Like the parted down the middle, long shag. Like that everyone has. Well, I would say Val has that. Er uh, Not Eric. Brink is just kind of straight slick back. I don't remember remember him having a part. He slicks it back in some scenes. But if he lets it fall, it's just that middle part. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Please don't disagree with me on this. Yeah, yeah, You were two years old. That's fair. And it was like the haircut of the 90s. Hanson had it. Right, Everyone had like three characters. Is, that, is, it, is it the male version of the Rachel? It really was. I don't know if it had a name, but everyone had it in the 90s. And by everyone, I mean like teen boy yeah, 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 That yeah. was like, it was like a Jonathan Taylor Thomas thing. Mm-hmm. And every man in this. It's varying lengths. And I think everyone's hair gets longer throughout the movie at I one point. I no. swear to God, the villain's hair is longer than mine. <laughs> um, but it, it, they all oh, got the so same. Went to the, to talk about the villain. They went to the same hairstylist. And it's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he runs out and his dad is like this old grump guy, kind of. I hate this dad. I I'm honestly, I couldn't tell if I like, I, I don't like him, but I couldn't tell if I hated him or I was just like, eh, whatever. I hated him. Cause I get what the movie's trying to do with him, but also he's kind of not written well, so he, he's not the best. Um, but he's not definitely not the worst parent we've I seen. I would have loved for them to have like a legit, he's not the worst parent we've seen, but he's just stupid. Like he's yes, frustrating. Yes. Like I'd be like, I would wish He's that, going through a lot. I wish that he was written better so then like you understood his side of it and also the kid's side of it. Cause like I understood I know how we always say, like, oh, I'm getting too old for this movie because I side with the parents. I sided with the kid the entire time this movie. Yeah, I was like, Brink is a good person mm-hmm. with his heart in the right place. Yep. He's making the right decisions. And the dad was a whiny bitch. And I was yep. like, I don't side with him. And like, I wish they both had, like, valid ground to stand on. It's true. They only really touch on the dad thing. He's going through a lot, to He's be He's on fair. disability. He's on disability. He had a construction accident. He's not sure if he's going to have a job. We're, we're going to get into that a bit more later. But he, they really hit you over the head with what a grumpy is because he literally says, I don't get it. It's just not normal. No one should be that happy. He's pissed that his kid is happy. Like, yeah. the kid's running around, like, at breakfast going to go skate with his friends. And he's, like, frustrated that his child is happy. Has a which hobby is, like, he enjoys. Which is, and it's not like he's, like, skipping school. Like, it's a Saturday. It's a, yeah, I it's was a like, weekend. I was like, what, what would you prefer, sir? Yeah. At, at, right off the jump, I was like, this guy sucks. Um, and, but the mom is very chill. And, She's like, chill, yeah. Supportive of his inline She's all, she is a failing real estate agent. But she's a fine lady. Also, Luke, like, just for color, like, do you remember inline skating? 
as I mean, being I, the phenom that it was at this time? I don't think so. I don't think I got. I had a pair of inline we both skates. Did. I went. I had. I had rollerblades for certain. Luke but I don't. Doesn't believe... love the outdoors so much, so he didn't really no, do it I as did much like, as I did. I did like skating. I always did. Like I remember we'd go on. Like you guys would go on walks and I'd rollerblade and stuff. Yes. But I, I don't think I ever got into like the extreme well, side of it. That was that was a little. That was a little tough to do in Joliet of Illinois. Well, no, 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 not that no, we no. had ramps. No, no, that's not what down. I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I don't think I was ever witness to, like, everyone being like, yo, rollerblading is so extreme and no, radical. yeah, I didn't really witness it as an extreme sport, but I, growing up in the 90s, like, I was, you know, born in, like, 93, uh, it was everywhere. Like, I had pink Barbie inline skates, and then I had, like, these sick purple ones, and, like, it wasn't so much, like, an ex- sick extreme sport, but it was, like, Instead of, like, biking, we would, like, inline skate around the neighborhood a lot yes, of times. Definitely. It was, like, yeah, the yeah. coolest mode of transport ever. It definitely was. My yes, Barbie yes. dolls had inline skates. Like, when is the last time you saw someone fucking inline skating? Because <laughs> if I saw someone inline skating down the street today, I would think they were here at, at because of a horrible time travel accident. Last time I'd be like, I probably, we need to get you back to the future. Right. Last time I probably saw it was in college, where I saw, like, one person on inline skate to school every day. I was like, why is this, this your is, mode? That's the worst. It's probably the worst mode of transportation. If you put a gun to my head and said, go buy inline skates, I would have no idea where to go besides the internet. Like, what store would you even buy those at? I don't know where they sell them anymore. I don't know. They, but it was a phenom Yeah, the they, I think the closest I got to it, funnily enough, we brought this up last episode, I think the closest I got to it was Rocket Power. They in, like, skated and, like, went up half pipes and stuff. But I don't Which think... Which I think is supposed to be the same, not cinematic universe, but the same... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the right term for it. The I same, think... like, setting? It's the same setting. They are both from California. Yes. I think the Rocket Power kids are supposed to be skating in, like, Venice Beach as this kid Yeah, because I definitely think the rollerblading trend hung on more there than it did nationwide. And so that's why it makes sense to have it set but there. But is, isn't Rocket Power set in L.A.? Like, it's like, it's they're set, in California? It's set in, in, on the beach. I don't know yeah. about L.A. totally, I'm but something. Sure. But some it's like LA area. Venice Beach. Definitely, yeah, I'd say Venice. It's like on the boardwalk. Which is where this is from, too. Yeah. Okay, so. But, I, you so, get what I'm going for here. But so he's, uh, he's running up to the, uh, bus stop where his friends are sitting. And we meet his cliche friends. Funny one. Funny, funny one is Jordy. No, funny one's Peter. I would not call Peter funny. I would I call Peter. Always, Peter I mean, is like loyal sidekick who isn't as good as the main guy, but is like unflailingly loyal to the okay, leader. Okay, that's fair. The funny, the one for comedic effect is Jordy. Yeah, who's like okay. the bigger guy that is fully Jordy. I just felt like they were always trying to push jokes with Peter. Like, like they they throw in all that weird stuff about his horrible stepdad. That's not all, a joke. They play it. That's for not a, weird, a funny they play, joke. They play no, it for that's a really weird. Sad. It was, but they play it for a weird bit of comedy where he's always like, "Shut up, dad!" And it's like, "What?" But this is not a joke. He, it's not a joke. He's, he's not the funny friend. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> I No, I agree. You, you've swayed me he for is sure. The, he is the beta. If, like, anybody read the click books um, growing up. What? The, just let me write this. Like, obviously, Brink is the alpha. He's the leader of this group. Peter is, like, his second in command. He's, like, his beta. Like, he's definitely, like, tries to, you know, get the group together, but he's shittier at inline skating. Okay. But definitely has a fucked up home life, and this, this band of soul skaters is all Peter has. You know what? You know, I think we're going to be doing this a lot. To compare it to Rocket Power, yeah. he's the twister to his auto. Yes, That's yes, absolutely yes, what it go. is. Yeah, there you're you right. Go. You're right. And I then, was wrong, and we can move on. And then if we're making a Rocket Power reference, Squid is, is Jordy, yes. and Reggie is, is the girl. Whose the name girl. is? <laughs> I sound like a fucking Fast and the Furious person. Like, what is the girl's name? I saw Hobbs and Shaw recently, guys, oh, throughout God, the entire movie. This. They refer to the female lady of the movie as the girl, including Jason Statham, who's the female lady of his own sister, and he says, I'm taking not the girl. Not doing this, not doing this. Her name is Gabriella. 
Gabriella, got it. Yes. She is also the, uh, girl, immediately I recognized her from Freaky Friday. She's one of the two girls, the good Freaky Friday, with Lindsay Lohan. She's one of the two no, girls- Freaky Friday we watched wasn't bad. Shut up. <laughs> the, one of the two girls in the band Pink Slip with Lindsay Lohan. I'm pretty sure she's the bass guitarist. Um, she is in that band. True, but also, friends. but also, her cliche is not just that she's the cliche girl of the group, she's the I'm not a boy girl. She's a bad Badass. She's, she's I love this character. She's awesome. She I do like her. She's actually a badass. She had like the best one-liners and was like legitimately so good at skating and better than Jory and Peter. Oh yeah, she's for great. far and away. She's very good, but I just it got really like tiring after a while that they were always like, she's a girl, and isn't that weird in this yeah. sport? Yeah, well, it is weird because there's no other fucking women in the it's movie. True. It's very it's jarring true. because but, no one else is a woman. But the fact they kept drawing due attention to it was weird well, and also, like the, after the a while. exasperating, like, tomboy, like, I can't wear a dress. Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, well, it really took a while for us to figure out that, like, girls can wear dresses and also be good at other things that aren't girly. Like, it took a very long time for us to hit that, so she had to exclusively dress like a janitor. Yeah, we'll get into that, that whole thing. But so they're like, oh, Brink, man, we missed the bus. Also, they don't explain why he's called Brink for like 50 That's what of I'm the movie. saying. I, but I, I thought I was mishearing something. I was like, Brink? I mean, you know, it's not like it requires a bunch of explanation if his last name is Brinker, but they don't say his they last don't name say for, it for a, a while. while. And then, like, you have to, and then he has to go, like, I like Brink. And it's they like, do that with another thing, too, where I noticed it and they, like, I knew what it was for color, but like then, so I, like, it, I, uh, how am I trying to explain this? I don't it. know. You know, like, when you, have seen a movie before, so you know something, and you're like, oh yeah, soul skating, obviously. But then I was realizing that the movie, I was like, they have not explained what soul skating is oh, for yes, a very long yes, time. Yeah, yeah. They keep saying soul skating, and I'm like, when do they go over what that means? Yeah. And it's not until halfway through the movie when he's like, skating from the heart, not for money. And I was like, they should have said that up top. But so he shows up to the bus stop, and they're like, oh, Brink, you're late. We all missed the bus. It's going to take forever to get down to the beach now. No, no, no. What they say is, dude, oh, yeah. lateness. And he goes, dude, choreness. Um, the slang in this movie is incredible. It is basically but another like, language. But yeah, but not like a good way. Like, oh, I absolutely love it. I'm not sure how I felt about it. So Because it makes it incomprehensible. They are like skater bros from California. They say, in, they, I want you guys also like, remember, like this came out in 1998. The things they say now, like, it sounds insane now. Some things have come around. Though. Okay, no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. We're, right now, he says a few things like, yeah, brah, and like, whatever. Like, and like, that's like, Fine. Now. Yeah, like that's yeah. how any, anyone would talk now. But I remember this watching this movie in the nineties, and their slang was insane. <laughs> like it was like nobody spoke like this in a right. way that was almost like it was so funny to watch them talk like this because nobody said bra in nineteen ninety. Like it was crazy. Like now it's all gotten a little bit more mainstream where it's not that jarring. Dude, Chornis is still fucking hilarious. No, that's nothing. But in nineteen ninety eight, this was like it kind of. I remember watching it as a kid and when you watch it as a kid the dad being annoyed with the way he talked made more sense okay, now yeah. it was kind of like he's just saying what's up like shut up like it's like everyone says that yeah the one that really threw me at a certain point he literally says what's up fam and i was like that is modern slang like how did that come i didn't know that came back around but from- in but in but literally in the 90s that was insanity that, 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 that what i'm saying though was like that wasn't slang in the 90s like, like right. that was not like what you said in the 90s okay. you know what i mean like yeah maybe what's up was like a thing but oh, like God, nobody was that. like what's up fam in the 90s so that's why this that's why it was insane in the movie wouldn't it be weird if he said like it's lit and be like what and that, yeah. that's where it came it from it wasn't like it wasn't like people talked like that in the 90s okay. they, they were trying to make a this is a subset of people that are talking insanely and that's why 
the dad is frustrated. And got it. Okay. That I, was not normal vernacular. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but so they're all like, we got to get down to the beach so we can take the pit. Um, but now we'll never make because we can't take the bus. And Brink is like, yeah, we will. And he starts putting on his blades. And they're like, what? You want to blade all the way to the beach? And they're like, yeah, it's the last day of summer vacation. We got to get in as much blading as we can. And they're like, okay. And so now we have our first blading montage. Well, they also said some, there's a line here where he straight up says, did you wake up today and say like, today I'm going to blade or today I'm not, not going to blade. And then I was like, today I'm going to blade. I was <laughs> like, he is the most, talk about a cult. I would join Brink's cult. Tomorrow, if he came to <laughs> Why do we always go back to cults? I, but I'm just saying, because we just watched Johnny Gabahala, I'm going to reference that movie a lot in this movie, because There's it's a very similar subject matter, and that movie did it wrong, and this they, movie does it so right. I think we can get into this here. This movie, again, this is the third decom I've ever made. I think this is literally the blueprint by which all sports decoms should be made from, like... This like, is the like perfect they, teen sports movie. Yes. It is perfectly formulated. You have the bad guys, the good guys, the leader, the second, like, like it is, <laughs> kiss his fingers like an Italian chef. Like, it is so well done, and the formula is so perfect, and I get why that everyone should copy it forever. Right, well, I'm not even saying just copying. I think this, they made this movie, and it got super popular, because even though it was 90s with rollerblading, yeah, and they were like, okay, let's just do this for the next, like, 12 years with all our other sports movies. But then they, like, kept trying to F with the formula, and they didn't realize that the formula is already perfect. Don't change it. When you catch lightning in a bottle like yeah. this, you don't the need only, to the, change the it. The only time I think they do it different but just as well is when they do, like, the serious sports movies, like, double-teamed and right on track. Oh, double-teamed so where fucking the, Where good. those are, like, the uh, the character-driven ones. Like, yes. oh, that's a, that is a different class of thing. Double-teamed is a, that double-teamed is a class of its own. We'll, that is we'll an get amazing there. movie. Um, but so we get our first rollerblading montage, and it's freaking amazing. <laughs> I it's... literally looked at Luke, and it's like, I am so entertained watching these idiots just skate to a beach. Like, I am it's so, so entertained. And it's like, and it's not even like, you know, like, oh man, this is so nice. It's genuinely entertaining. It's genuinely entertaining in the way that it's also so funny because I'm so glad we watched Johnny Capella right before this one because, like, I could not watch those montages. Like, actually, mm-hmm. it made me sick to watch them doing, like, the boarding. This is this, right. I was enraptured watching them, like, skate down rails and shit like that. But also, to be clear, my next note here is that it's very obviously not them. It's oh, not yeah, the 100%. child actors. It is, st- like, short X Games men. professionals that do this for a living. Um, but... The best part of this that I noticed, um, she I would love to take a photo of it. I had to made Luke rewind it. The girl who is in large overalls, dressed like a janitor, her stunt double in the scene was clearly a white man. Um, and muscular. He, muscular. And they're doing a shot where she's like crouched low to the ground and you can see her stunt double like, it is just a man's jacked <laughs> arms in her clothes and wig. Biceps. Massive biceps. And I was like, guys, come on. It's you couldn't shoot it from behind or something so you couldn't see that. 100%. It was so obviously a man dressed in her clothing. Mm-hmm. I laughed for 20 minutes. And this is also when you're introduced to like the different, couple of the different kinds of skating because there's street skating where you're just like going up and down things and like going down rails and whatnot. And I, they don't do the half pipe yet, but they'll get there. But then they do. I straight up wrote this skating is fucking sick. It's like, awesome. In all but then they do the downhill, which is where you like tuck in like a ball and just like let the speed of the hill, hill yeah. take you. And that's where you're like, wait, they're billowing so much. Uh, but so they get to they get to the pit, which is just like a small skate park on the beach, and they're going up 
uh, ramps and whatnot, practicing. They're calling it session. They're like, we got a, we got a session. Got a like, session. Like, I love that phrase. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. But also the other thing, like, great job. You first scene. I'm seeing mm-hmm. the three different types of skating. I understand what yes. I'm getting myself into with a sports movie where it's a sport that might be a little niche coming from Joliet, Illinois. We don't have extreme inline skating and ramps. So thank you for laying the groundwork, yeah. movie. Let me see what I'm going to be looking for. 100%. And then we get the mini arc, which is Peter cannot land this particular trick, the 540, whatever. It's a 540. I don't know what I don't know what that, is. I, I don't know what that means. He, it's a spin. It's like a, a spin, spin or something, but it's like a... It's 540 I think, they say, I think they say like it's a backwards 540 or, or an inverted 540. Something like that. I don't know Peter what Peter struggles with it. Yeah, he struggles with it. And I'm like, okay, so he's going to have to do this later in the movie at a critical time where they yeah, need yeah. him to pull and it off. And we know that. And I like knowing that that's going to be set up. Yes. Um, but so they're blading, doing their thing. Also, um, I know it's only the third decom, but a lot of points in this movie, they're blading and their helmets aren't buckled. And Disney Channel, you're better than that. I feel like I noticed the opposite. Like, when they're blading, they're always locked in. But when they're just talking, like, Brink just has no, a dangling there was talking. A, in specifically in this scene. And I guess it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, full-on, like, intense. Like, when they were going to the beach doing a lot of intention, it was buckled. But when he was, like, kind of doing around in the pit, Brink's helmet wasn't buckled. And okay. Because I, like, I almost thought that buckle was magical. Because, like, at one point, it'll be unbuckled and then he'll start skating and it's buckled and I'm like alright but uh so they're blading and then they see a guy with a big camera off in the corner and he like goes and gets some equipment out of the bag and they see it's got like some skate magazine inline skating magazine oh thank you, you Emma a very creative name yeah for I mean, a magazine about inline think, skating I feel like they always do a terrible job with that they can never they come can up. never think of good fake magazines remember, remember, no not even just that remember music updates remember like, um, the one from remake Starlet magazine yeah. like they are all bad <laughs> they're like, terrible whoever is job but they're also is. amazing I feel like it's our job as the only people keeping the decom torch like we need to make like t-shirts of these like terrible publications or just like fake covers of these terrible yeah, publications yeah something like that inline skating magazine which is a magazine about inline skating has a no. journalist at the pit. Um, and they're like, whoa, he must be here scouting uh, people to put in the magazine. Let's show him what we got. Who's reading this fucking magazine? Inline skaters, Emma. But uh, they so they start doing their tricks and more of their hot, wet stunts. And Ew. That's a phrase, a wet stunt. You never heard that? I, I'm just, the hot and wet just made me think of a fart. Okay. But, um, but then they notice, they're like, huh, that's weird. He doesn't seem to be noticing. And then all of a sudden... A streak of yellow flashes past the screen. Oh, yes. And, and it is time to talk about the villain of this film. Team X-Blades. Who is, well, not just Team X-Blades, their leader, Val, who is one of my, might be one of my favorite characters we've ever met. He's an amazing villain, guys. He's so good and so, Hair, like, longer, more luscious it's than down mine. To his shoulders. It's, and it is thick. He has thick, luscious lips. Mm. And looks like Sid from Toy Story. Which is ironic because... Because Eric Von Detten, who's the good guy, who's Brink, he's actually the voice of Sid from Toy Story. Which, Fun fact. Which Emma said, like, oh, he's the voice of Sid from Toy Story. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. He's such a great villain. And Emma was like, what? No. And she was like, no, Brink is. And I was like, what? You learned something new today, folks. Yeah. This, this podcast is educational. But so then Team X Blades, they're wearing all these yellow jerseys that got a big X on, which by the way, again, most 90s name possible. It's got an it's X, X-Blades it's got a Z. Z. Yeah, it's got a Z. It's beautiful and perfect. And oh, I love that. I, it's so good. And they roll up and all immediately they're getting photographed. Their like manager comes out and he's like, let's get a picture of my boys here and like, you know, for the magazine, whatever. And they start doing like an impromptu photo shoot. And they're just like, oh, it's just those X-Blades dicks. Well, you know what? Let's just get back to skating. They're not going to shoot this us. This is how you set up a sports movie. Mm-hmm. Show me the rich asshole team. <laughs> Give me a leader 
who is a massive dick. So we want our underdogs. underdogs to come through, set up exactly what the issue is, like give it, and they give it to you right up front. You instantly hate these people. I was like, yes, yes, more, yes. There we go. Like there, we know who is Slytherin. We know who is Gryffindor. We got it. Let's go. Because, so they're doing their photo shoot. They're still skating. And then the manager to the leader of X-Blades is like, hey, we need this pit for the photo shoot. And uh, Val, the leader, I don't know if we know his name at this point, is like, yo, don't worry, I know these guys, I can get him to leave, and, and he, the manager's like, cool. I was also expecting the manager to be more of, like, a villain in the movie, but he's just no, kind of there. Just, just throwing money at and things. He's money at things, but he's also, like, crazy and insane and, like, pretty sure on coke. He's, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he's coked he... out of his mind. <laughs> like, it's 1998, and he has held on to the 80s coke boom. He is... He's actually, he's wearing, like, a suit jacket, like, over, like, a polo. Like, he looks very 80s, No, actually. he looks very 80s. He's straight out of the 80s, but he's, like, a millionaire inexplicably because he sells I think he has like inline skating stores he has inline like. skating stores and then he which funks, man that bubble's never gonna fun- pop <laughs> 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 I bet he put oh all his money God. in Enron too thank god he has all of that money squared away yeah, um, yeah so I hope he made his money and then got out of that I- business <laughs> Where's Mike around? Oh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the incredibly stable market of inline skating in 1998. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's a millionaire and made from inline skating stories yeah. and then is taking that money and sponsoring this team X-Blades. Mm-hmm. And like he pays these skaters and they're like famous. They're competing in, the, in competitions or whatever. Compete. And they like to rep his brand or whatever. Um, it's kind of like they're Instagram influencers. Yeah. That's but actually before a very, the dawn of that. Very good and they're like wearing his gear to yeah, influence. Yeah, yeah. But so he, uh, Brink is about to take this ramp and then Val just slides in front of it. So Brink like wipes out to avoid hitting him. And he, and like the other guys uh of his his other friends run over to him and they're like brink are you okay he's like yeah and he's like oh sorry man did you fall and like he just immediately in his performance you can tell that he was like you know what i am a villain in a disney channel original movie i am going to chew every piece of scenery they give me and it's amazing which is what i want yes if you are cast if anyone here listening if you're ever cast as a villain in a decom just go for it just have fun just have Fun. Wink to the camera. Be villainous. You're gonna eat ha- it up. You're gonna have that instinct that tells you I'm a serious actor. I can ignore perform, that I instinct. Can perform this role. Ignore it. Ignore it. Go I want, over the top. I said to Luke one point, watch. I was like, he's basically twirling a mustache. It's in scene, so good. In these scenes. He is so villainous. There's so no- so cheesy. I loved it. And, and you know what I loved? And we had this too. And I brought this up in Camp Rock. Just like the most obviously villain character, but there's no redemption, no, no. Like, glimmer of hope that I you need to be. I want to see that his dad abuses I him and feel see, bad. For yeah, him. I want to see him crushed into the ground. I want him to be one dimensional, and then I want to crush him to the. But ground. I want that to be the most beautiful dimension possible. Yes, I, I want it to be the most be- insane, the, the best dimension. part to watch because he's like whatever Val, you and your stupid X-Play guys. Uh, you can't take the pit. We were here first, like. You can't take the pit unless we leave it. And then, like, the other exploiters, like, roll behind him. They're like, well, technically you did leave it because you got, I, I made you fall outside of the pit. Yeah, so. they technically, like, he tricks them because, like, he falls and they start confronting and, like, he's talking to them and they technically walk outside of the pit. And then mm. the other, like, soul skaters come to join the yeah, Frank. they go to so check they technically, and, like, no one stayed in the pit, so they technically have all left the pit. Yes. Because they go to check on yeah. Yes. And, uh, so then they start skating and doing their photo shoot or whatever. But then, as they're leaving the pit, 
they run into some skateboarders, which I guess, if anyone knows if this was an actual feud in the 90s between skateboarders and inline skaters. We don't really touch upon this more than in this one scene, no. but it's really funny. When it's, they it is. Also, the skateboarders are 45 years old. You oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Those, those, those people were, were, it's insane. Like you said, they were X Games professionals, but they were like, do we need to make them look like kids? No, it's whatever. Um, but they say, hey, bruh. Um, skateboarders can't all be, like, wusses, like, terrible stunt boarders, or just the most crazy 90s, like, scum-sucking, like, whatever. He, like, basically says, like, it's, there's no way that, like, all skateboarders are, like, like, talentless airheads. Yeah, like, something like who that. Can't, who can't really do anything extreme, and the skateboarders are like, who said that? And he's like, like, oh, that's, well, that's what, what those guys, guys were saying. That's what those guys told me. And then they come up and they're like, oh, you starting a problem with me, man, or whatever? So, and by the way, they we are pointing, like, this is not a podcast, but he points at Val and basically yeah, pretends that Val point. was talking shit about skateboarders. So then the skateboarders go try to fuck with Team X-Blades, and middle of their photo shoot and they're just like um it's great there's an amazing joke here i don't know when it happens i'm pretty sure it's during the vow like shit talking but gabriella is a fucking boss and there's an amazing joke with not flying 2019 but it's fucking hilarious <laughs> um someone's like hey i see you're still impersonating a boy like one of the experts that says that to gabriella yeah and yeah. she goes i see you still are too <laughs> i absolutely lost it i was like that's hilarious yeah she's got great comebacks so then we cut to the next day it's the first day of school um, so I don't know, maybe it's Saturday or something. I or realize now that in two, <laughs> looking at my notes, guys, I have like, note, note, I wrote, the main guy is very cute. Note, note, note. And then again, two notes later, the main guy is very <laughs> cute. Like, it occurred to me again, and I didn't realize I had already wrote it down. Um, but I remember that. Sounds like someone was smitten. Call me. I, I'm also remembering, like, he has that blonde hair. It gets really highlighted in Princess Diaries, but it's like a shaggy California blonde that, you know, was built from the 90s. Um... But so it's first day of school. Um, the sister throws out one of her quips about wanting to be homeschooled and be Mormon or something. It's kind it was of a weird it's beat. A weird beat, but not a bad joke, I guess. And this is where he comes in and is like, "What's up, fam? You ready for the first day of school?" And again, I don't. I didn't think it was possible to get more baggy, but he's just like, "Does he say fat at this point?" That was nineties. No, that, no, 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 I was then, like, we're, "We're gonna get there because so he's like going to school. I'm just gonna blade there, whatever. Catch you later, guys." They, he gets to school, he, uh, Peter and Jordy are all sitting out front, and then Peter's just like, yo guys, did you hear what happened to Gabrielle? And they're like, what? And then all of a sudden we see Gabrielle come off the bus in a dress. <gasps> and <laughs> heels, and like a kitten heel. Yeah, like a, like a, like a lovely, like, Sunday. I thought school. she was gonna be, like, grounded. Or like, something. I, yeah, like, they, like, they were like, do you hear what happened? And I was like, oh god. Or like, like, it, 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 they were so, they had, there was such gravity in his voice. And then they're walking up and she's like, if anyone says anything, I'll take your arm off or something like that. And they're like, and this is where he goes, no, I think it looks fat. That's like, 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 and I was like, that, that was 90s. That, that was yeah. unlike, unlike, I was like, people said that. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Remember Baby Fat? That was a brand. What? That was a brand. Kimora Lee Simmons brand. That was, was a brand of clothing. Baby was ba- fat. I don't know how I feel about that. And it was spelled that. P-H-A-T. I'm, well, of course it was. No one would buy it. But it was fat was of, cool. That no, was no, like, I know. But like the baby inclusion, mm. They, they were like, like these sick pink cell phones that were baby fat cell phones. Oh, God, I'm taking me back. I feel like the only time adding baby to something to sound enjoyable would be baby spice. And other than that, I, I can't. You didn't understand. This wasn't for you. Okay. Um, But so then, like, they're changing out of their rollerblades at the steps. And then Val rolls up and just grabs Peter's shoes and is like, haha, sucks to suck. And then he throws them over the telephone line. Uh, so they're strung up there and, he's g- and he doesn't have shoes to wear. 
classic prank Val. I don't know. Not his best. He gets better, trust me. The pranks escalate and are hilarious. Yes. So Gabrielle gives Peter her shoes. And he says to the soul skaters... And that's what Brink's crew is called, by the way. And he's like, he's basically like, hey, like, don't tell, don't be a wuss and yes, tell. Yes, of course, that's, that's so, like, obviously the thing you would do is be like, hey, this fucking guy just threw my shoes over a telephone pole and now I'm shoeless. But he says, like, don't, don't be a wuss, wuss and tell. Specifically. And I was like, okay, that's sick. And, like, so Gabriella does a really nice thing and gives him her tennis shoes because she brought, like, normal tennis shoes. And, and by her- normal, she brought normal clothes. And by normal clothes, we mean... Clothes for boys. Yes. <laughs> Law, baggy, baggy janitor's clothes. Mm-hmm. And so she brought... She's like, I was going to change out of this this dress, but she does a really nice thing and gives Peter her tennis shoes. She's like, if you don't lace them up, they might fit you. Yeah. But what's weird is, like, she still changes into the janitor clothes. And, yeah. Like, is like, she wearing, like, a kidney yeah. underneath those overalls? <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, you probably couldn't see them because they're so, so baggy. But, um, so then they're like, okay, now we've got to figure out a way to get back at Val. But also there's a little speech. Doesn't Brink give a little speech here? He's like, we're soul skaters. He says something. I feel like that's later when they confront him after the prank. I don't think so. But also we cannot forget, um, the, the reason she's wearing the dress, we didn't cover it. The reason she's wearing the dress is because her mom made her dress nice for the first day of school because it's like a Peruvian tradition that you wear a dress on the first day of school. I don't know why they needed to drag Peru into this. Like, why couldn't her mom just want her to be dressed nice for the first day of school? I don't know. I dug it. It's like, wave that Peruvian flag, honey. No, I mean, good for it. But I was like, I feel like everyone's mom would like them to be looking nice for the first day of school. Especially especially, especially considering how she dresses all all the the time. But she specifically calls out that in Peru, they dress nice. I was like, Is that true? If anyone anyone knows anything about Peru, please let us know. Let us know. Is that a tradition? But so that's why she's in the dress. But she changed. And so now they're going to science class. And the teacher's the dad from even Stevens. He who's apparently been in this game for a long time. Oh yeah. He's he's been on Disney Channel's Rolodex or whatever he's been you call in it. The de- in the Rolodex? It was the nineties. That's why I specifically said that. But so um they're sitting in science class and he's talking about um earthworms or whatever, and then Brink's like, yo, I got a plan of how we're gonna get back in Val. This is great. I remembered this. It, I did not remember like the basic plot of this movie, but I did remember this scene specifically. It's awesome. And another scene later on. So we don't Both see pranks. We don't see any of the setup. We just see Jordy walks over and like spills his milk on the soul skaters table and they're like, Oh, you doofus, whatever. And while they're distracted, uh Peter or or Gabriella or whatever like steals sales the Val sandwich. Which is like wrapped up in foil. foil. And they grab it, they open it, they take some of the earthworms class, put it on there, close it up. Wrap re- it back up. Re- wrap it back up, slide it back before he even notices, and they're all sitting over there. And then Val is just like, oh, what a doofus, whatever, takes the sandwich, unwraps it, takes a big, big bite, bite, and, and he has like, worms and, in his mouth. Yeah, it's really gross. Like, they did a good job. It's just like, blah, blah, and like, he pours milk to, like, try and wash his mouth out. And then he's, like, looking at him, like, dead in the eyes. But then teacher comes over and she's like, is something wrong, Mr. whatever his last name is? And they all have little This is the best thing. I've I've seen The comedic beats here are... I've seen this in GIF form, but it's so much better to watch. Also, we haven't said, watch this movie. It's It's great. It's so great. It's on Amazon. Watch it. Um, but, uh, they, they, he looks over at them, like, death in his eyes, and then you just see them all flip over, don't be a wuss. Yeah, it's in, in a little... ripple, and they yeah. each have a sign, it's like, don't be a wuss, each it's four of them, beautiful. and they're all, like, smiling over them, it is so it's... good. This, and you know what, this is what I've made this note, this is a cult I would join. Charismatic <laughs> stop, leader. Can we stop doing, how about we, can we say, like, life coach or something? I, no, because this is a cult, I, this is a cult. I, this is a cult. I would join. They all help each other out, like with the shoe thing. Like they have great little pranks together. Like this seems 
fun. Like, I would love to be friends with these people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why can't we just say we want to hang out with these people? Why does it have to be a cult thing every time with you? Whatever. But so Val sees a sign and he's like, nothing, fine, I just, whatever, it's cool. Then, like, as lunch is letting out, Val comes up to him and is like, alright, is this gonna, you're freaking pissed me off now. Let's do this. Your crew versus my crew skating right here, right now. And they're like, yes. And skating is specifically not allowed in Because I would, I feel For like. For obvious reasons. And it was also the 90s, so I feel like they did actually have to enact that policy. Um, but they're like, we can't skate. We're at school. And he's like, what? Are you scared? And he's like, no. And then this is also where I first noticed that there's a character. He's going to become more important later. There's a character named Boomer. Uh, who's played by Walter Jones, the original Black Power Ranger. But he just, for the majority of the movie and the scenes he's in, he just kind of stands there being like, yeah, I'm in this movie. Um, but then they're like, no, we're not scared. And okay, this was my biggest discrepancy. And Emma fought me on this, but it's 100% true. Again, I've only seen this movie in GIFs and stuff. The number one GIF that comes up when you search Brink is this scene of him walking up to Val and saying, let's blade, I don't bro. know what happened here, guys. They, he does not say that line in this scene, nor in any other scene in the film. I'm very confused, and if anyone has answers, please let I us would know. like to know, because he just walks up and says, let's do it. And I was like, are you, no, that's not what you say. You say the far more amazing line, let's blade, bro. And is this like, what is that mandala effect? Like, why do I, and I remember him saying that. I, it, has it been mandala effect into think, my brain because I just of the think, gif? I just think it's like the Luke, I am your father, the play it again, Sam's of like the most misquoted movie, movie quotes, yeah. but deep for Disney Channel original movies. I, guys, please, I need answers. I need answers. And weirdly enough, there's like, Luke, I am your father. You Google that, you'll get a bunch of answers. I've looked at the internet. There's not really a bunch mm-hmm. of things about misquoting Brink. So yeah. if anybody's got answers, let us know. Who was the first? I want to know who made that gif and was like, this is what it was, right? And then they started a wildfire. But so then- You don't so, know the destruction you've caused. <laughs> you, sir, please send us an email. They agreed to this race. But so then they set up this whole obstacle course in like five minutes around the school where it's, it's like- It's very elaborate It is. Obstacle they like course. flip over the lunch tables. They have like tires and like garbage cans and everything. It's really well done. And so then we get this competition. It's a Gab- relay. It's a relay. It's a relay. Gabriella starts it off um, by um, flirting with the other guy, so he's distracted, using her feminine Classic. wiles. Dig it, dig it. But so once the race starts, I was I was having that question of like, how did they set up this whole course in five minutes? But also, it's amazing and great, and I don't care anymore because they're you know, going through the choreographs. I, I was mesmerized and yeah. so into it. I was like, go, go, go! Yeah. Multiple times during this movie, during like the competition scene, I would like cheer. I was like so stressed out about them not winning. Like mm-hmm. that's how into it I was. Also, we didn't establish the stakes. The stakes for the race was, he said, if you win, we'll leave you alone. If we win, we get to mess with you forever. And they're like, let's do it. It was a wild stake. Yes. But so they do the relay. I think uh, the Soul Skater's in the lead for most of the time. But then it comes down to Brink versus Boomer. And they're grabbing the relay thing. Brink takes off, but Boomer just freaking eats it and like lands straight on his kneecap. And like Brink like starts to take off. But then he's like, huh. And he Boomer. has the race like in the bag. Yes. Like, because Boomer fell. Yes, he's won, but Boomer's very clearly hurt. And so he runs back and is like, Boomer, Boomer, are you okay? And it also okay? seems to be a very serious injury. This kid's oh, like yeah. screaming. So he's like, go, yo, go get the nurse, man. And everyone's like, yo, you're going to get in trouble for skating. It's like, it doesn't matter. We got a man down over here. And you- I was like, skater with a heart of gold. And he's like, Boomer, Boomer, don't move. Like, this happened to me last summer. Like, I got you, man. And he's like trying to keep him calm and still. And like, meanwhile, and, his leader, who's not caring. And also Boomer are like, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you gonna gonna throw, lose. throwing the race away? And then he, but. He's like a soldier on the beaches yeah. of Normandy. I was like, Boomer, man. 
<laughs> You're throwing the game away. It you gotta safe. get those crowds. <laughs> what are you doing? Leave me. <laughs> it was very much like a war movie. But then the teachers come. The teachers come. Because, okay, like, that's the thing about this. And why I like this movie and why I like this character. Like, he, yes, he's involved in skating, but he's not like the usual moron decom lead who doesn't understand, like, responsibility and, like, things being bigger than, like, a skating race. Mm-hmm. Like, he truly is, like, he knows he's gonna get in trouble, but he's like, go get a teacher. Boomer needs help. So, yeah. like, he calls the teachers He cares over. about people. He cares about people and knows that, like, there are things... And that honestly, are... I would say that's his greatest strength someone's, as a character. Someone's health is more important than you getting in trouble or a skating race. And he understands mm-hmm. that. He's, like, very mature in that way. So they call over the teachers and uh, what? Then uh, we they, cut we, to we him being cut suspended. To, yeah, he gets... His dad's driving him home in their crappy convertible and is like, I can't believe it. It must be a record. Suspended on, like, the first day, and he's like, I only got suspended for the rest of the day. They just sent me home. Which also, if you're gonna get suspended, best day to do it, because you're not doing crap on the first day of school. It's honestly very smart. You're just syllabus day, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless you have, like, an asshole teacher who's like, I'm gonna give you homework on the first day Fuck of school. Fuck you if you're doing that. <laughs> um, but That's so, such a showboat thing that teachers it did. It's like, you're just doing that to be that teacher that gave homework on the yeah, first day of school. Yeah, to feel like you have power over Okay, us. big man. Yeah, you can't be if cool. If you're a teacher and you're doing that, fuck you. Anyway, so this is basically what instigates the dad being pissed off at him skating because it gets him suspended and in trouble it's really not as found as the movie would like it to be but now but as they're driving and he's trying to be like yo soul skating like skating's rad it's my favorite thing he's like you're wrong the car car breaks breaks down and i was like oh no why is this happening and then we cut to them at home and it's time to get into family finance family finance trouble and so they're talking about how the dad's on disability and the mom hasn't sold a house mom's a real estate agent clearly a failing real estate agent and failing she's not good at it and she needs to sell a house and now they need the repairs for the car and the sister needs braces and they're stressed about money and the dad is like fucking just miserable about it and he's like we are not gonna be okay the mom's like mortgage on 15 a month like we've been through worse like it's fine and you can see eric von dutton brink is listening in the corner and i was like i can tell right now Mm -hmm. i can tell right now the dad is gonna need to like rediscover his zest for life his joy de vivre, if you will, because he's too, he's too down in the dumps about this disability money problems, and the kid is gonna need to learn some responsibilities about the family finances. No, I don't think that's what happens at all. I think he cares about people, and he's like, oh, my parents need help, like, we're in a really bad spot, I have to do something, because he's a responsible, yeah, no. he's, he's already responsible, is what I'm I saying. I know, but he's like, but he doesn't have a job, or think about money, like, he's, he was just so happy-go-lucky, like, mm-hmm. skating is fun, but I think now he's having this character moment of, oh, like, money is a thing that matters, and, like, my parents need money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just such a happy-go-lucky skate hippie He was before. too happy all the time. He was too happy all the time, and so it's like, he's gotta understand the responsibility of, like, providing for, you know, mm-hmm. money and stuff like that, and the dad needs the opposite. He needs to be a little bit more happy. Yeah, the, I, the thing is, you're right. That's where you think they don't do. They that. don't really do it, but that's why that's why I thought they were setting it's up. It's the same thing. They touch on it, and like they, the, the he and the dad do kind of come to terms with one another by the end of the film. But that would have been a great through line for their characters had they been like repaired there. Relationship. And he learns to have a little bit more fun, and he learns, you know... Yes, like, I like... And actually, we're gonna get into this. The movie ends very abruptly, in my opinion. If the final scene was him, like, trying to teach the dad to skate, that would have been fun! And, would've like, liked nice. it. That would've been but nice. But also, the mom does say something very dark here. Like, well, not dark, but, like, she is very down to earth. I love this mom. She's got, like, a good head on her shoulders, and he's like, this is the worst, like, we're failing financially. She's like, we've been through a lot worse. She's like, when you fell off that pole, yeah, we thought you were never going to walk again. <laughs> and she's like, I thought you were going to be, and I was like, shit, that's yeah. insane. And also, like, good points. Like, mm-hmm. we can get through this. Like, you almost died. Your and love is stronger than this. And he's still, like, just an absolute miserable sack of shit. Yeah, because he's worried he's not going to have his job. But so then, the next day, they're, like, chilling on some stairs. Where? I don't know. Um, I guess their school? 
A stadium? They're, it looks like a stadium, like an auditor- outdoor auditorium. And so they're chilling, and then this the is where- The Soul Skaters. The, the Soul Skaters, yes, thank you. Uh, this all, at some point, this is where we get dropped that Peter has, like, a horrible stepdad. An abusive stepfather. And we don't solve this problem. No, it's just kind of there in the background. And they they're bring like, it up quietly. And, and then you hear his him. voice one time, and it's horrifying. Yeah, the father- I, and, Oh, oh, that's what it was. Is they're all talking about how they got suspended. And, like, they're like, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and crying. They're saying and, what like, their parents did when they got suspended. When they got suspended. And Peter says, like, there was a lot of yelling and screaming from Peter, my stepdad. Peter's stepdad's name yeah. is Peter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that would be an interesting twist. All right. It's not. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it's like Steve. Or yeah, something. some the mo- or some generic stepdad name. And then there's this weird beat that they play for comedy, where Gabriella goes, uh, "At least you have two parents," and he goes, "I have a mom and I have a Steve." That doesn't count or something <laughs> yeah. insane. And I was like, "Where's is Gabriella not have a yeah, dad?" Does, I just oh yeah, she has a single Peruvian mother, but also like I was just imagining that like if you do if Peter takes off his shirt, but it's just like bruises like, all over his he's back. Straight up, this man. And it gets more like oh, like alarming the further we get into the movie. Right now, hundred percent. Like, yeah. Oh, we just like mom's new husband is like kind of a dick who yells, and then it gets scarier and scarier. He's like banging on the wall, yeah. being like, "Get off the phone, you brat!" And it's like, "You fucking!" I'm like, ah! And Peter's like, "There's Steve again," and I'm like, "I'm worried about Steve." I, I'm very worried about that situation. <laughs> anyway, so then they get approached by Val and the X Blades, and they're like, "Yo, you know, uh, Boomer's not going to be ready." For the uh, invitational, that's what they we've got them done that job before. There's an invitation and then the championships. Not gonna be ready for the invitational, so we gotta hold tryouts and like. This was a classic beat where he literally comes over and it's like, by the way, Boomer's out for so many weeks. We gotta hold tryouts to join Team Texas. By the way, none of you fuckers can come. Oh, that's came over is. to See, tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Val is like. He's got, like, Machiavellian plans that, like... It's so good. It's like, came over here just to tell you guys we're having tryouts. Don't you show You guys, you can't show yeah, up. Yeah, that's what it is. I was like, I'm to- I was totally wrong. He specifically says, don't come. That's what I'm saying. He's, he, also, he- at this point, we learn one of his crew members who's there with him. His name is Beach. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I love Val as a character. Not only is he the most, like, obviously evil person, but all of his, like, plans and motivations involve, like, manipulating Brink and his friends and his like he's just like he's just the most plotting it's, it's bad psychotic. guy. It is mental torture to come up to someone and be like, "Hey, we're having tryouts for our sick team." By the way, you can't come. don't show your walk faces. all the way over here just across a large auditorium just to say that. And also, it's being so great. It's so great being on a team. You make so much money and you get all this gear. But, but guess what? You're not going to be a part of it. But I also think, like, don't you think like Val did that because he knew that Brink was going to? That's play. what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he manipulating. He's got Machiavellian machinations that lie undetected for like, the he majority. He says, "Don't come," but he wants him to come and it works he he's like reverse psychologying negging him like also while we're talking about negging he there is a huge romantic spark i wrote this <laughs> down i feel, i feel like these two alphas are going to kiss there is there, because if there's one thing val loves it is talking right at brink's face at val mouth st- level val starts the scene six feet away from Brink. By the time he finishes his second line, he is nose to nose with the mm-hmm. guy. He is so close to him. It's like, guys, back up. I literally could see, You're like, practically spitting in each the, other's the mouths. The guy giving them the blocking, like, no kids? <laughs> like, I don't understand why they were always had to be so close together. Uh, but so he tells them this, and you see the look on Brink's face. Clearly like, oh, I obviously don't want to do this, but also I need the money, and like, he's but got yeah, that conflict on his face. This is where they finally tell you what soul skating yes, is. Yes, because they, the, the rest 
rest of the crew is like, like fuck you, we're soul skaters. Yes, we do it from our heart. We do it because we love it. But we don't skate for money. Yeah, but what's weird to me is like, isn't that what most people do? They skate because they they, they enjoy it. Like, it's not like if you skate, you automatically do it for money. Well, also, like, I'm getting too old for this, but like, if you're good enough to make some money, <laughs> why not make some fucking money? <laughs> Yeah, the way they phrase it makes it like they're like like we like they're like freaking Wayne from Wayne's World, where it's like I don't bow to any sponsor. Like I, like, I need to let my art flow through me, and it's, it's like, like I just I mean like you just like gotta wear some blades. I think yeah, I can make it. Yeah, and it's not. But that's what I'm saying. Cause it's not like they're knocking away sponsors at every turn. No, they've never been asked to be yeah, sponsored because they never want anything. They're just people like, from friends that they're like to skate. They're just four friends that hang out together. Yeah, they make it sound like they are straight up knocking people away with bats that are trying to like give them money. I don't think that's really the case. But so then like bring tells them like hey i gotta go uh do something after school family thing so i'm not gonna be at the session or whatever and they're no, like oh no they're right you're right he goes to the session that leaves early because he's got a family thing to take care of but what he's actually doing is going to the x blades store but which is a layer. layer layer is the word i would use because they just have boxes with a big x on them stacked everywhere and then there's a massive like bowl for, like, yeah like there's a, it's an indoor skating thing as well which why they needed to go to the bowl in venice i have no idea so he goes there and he's like kind of sneaking around and he sees a bunch of people whatever uh like trying out and they're all watching the x blades are up like they in like their high tower watching everyone blade for their amusement. They're like, okay, we'll let you know, whatever. And then they start like talking about who they're gonna get. And uh, and, and I think one of them even says like, looks like your boy didn't show up. And and Val's just like, oh, my plan didn't work. My plan's just like, hmm. And then like he comes out, and then Val's like, oh, really? My plan didn't work. And then he's just like passive aggressive. He's like, oh no, no, man, no way. I'm letting you he's try. He's manipulating, manipulating him. him. And he's like, oh, he's like, I, he's like, I thought you didn't want to come. He's like, I didn't, but I'll need the money. And he's like, well, I'm not letting you try out. And then Brink's like, all right, fine, I don't need this. And then as he's walking away, he's like, wait, you got I 30 seconds. this, Brink is a good person, but is he the sharpest tool in the shed? No. For the first part of the movie, he is putty in Val's hands. Mm-hmm. Sexually and <laughs> Like, he's playing right into Val's trap. Yeah, he cannot see. And I mean, I guess a part of it is, like, he doesn't care about playing into Val's trap because he needs this money. His family is going to lose their house, probably. Because because Val, they make $200 a week. So Yes, we learn they make $200 a week, which yes. is, like, a and lot then, of, and, and more if you win competitions. Exactly. So if he goes with them and helps them win the invitation, he'll get uh, at least 400 bucks, but assumably more, depending on how many weeks he's with them. Um, but Val's like, fine, I'll let you try out for, like, 30 seconds. Let me see what you can do. And, like, he <laughs> does. Even, like, I care, though. I'm yeah, it's not like, whatever and uh so then we see him skating and then he, he's doing street skating we're talking where he's going off the ramps and then he's like how's your vert and downhill he's like better you know if then not then confidence not, i love yeah, it and he's like all right you know fine it's 200 a week and all that and like we'll take you but and he's like fine but you can't let anybody know because i don't want people to know i'm on x-blades and he's like that's fine but in exchange you have to show me respect out here so you can't like you can't rag on me you anymore. can't rag on me you can't pull pranks on me whatever and he's like uh Fine. And then also, again, they're really close. So I thought he was going to say, also, we have to kiss. <laughs> and, and, then he, and then he was going to be like, what? He's like, never mind. Not that part. <laughs> and also, you have to kiss me. What? No. What? <laughs> What's that? Nothing. No, no, just forget about that part. Boyfriend says what? <laughs> um, and so uh, then they go and talk to the coked out manager. And this, uh, is like, this guy's in a straight up super villain It's a super villain layer. layer. They've literally got like trophies I and like plastic. I swear to God, if you open the cabinet, it's just packed with bags of cocaine. <laughs> like and every single thing. And he. There's a screen behind them for no discernible reason. Screens are like a 
table where like yeah. a it's a super villain like, table like to meet like where the Legion of Doom would meet but like this guy isn't bad he's just like a no. millionaire <laughs> he's just got an aesthetic I guess and he lives for it because he's just like this is what it's all about the it's, X-Blade he's like, like, I'm like you gear your helmets it's like yeah. you're escaping X-Blades I honestly love him he's, um, he's great and then maybe he does one of my favorite lines in the movie where he goes he's like oh you're joining the team sick man $200 a week I'll give you even more money 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 and then he grabs him he's like so your parents are cool with this and Brick goes uh my parents yeah and he's like sick and I was like I guess. he didn't even want to double check that and I was like he very clearly did not ask his parents yeah, he's, like, he's a he minor if you're gonna have him, like sign a contract you need to have the parents there or whatever and he just goes off I was like so word of, we're just gonna go off his word that his parents are cool with this alright sick and so then he goes back home with all his new X-Blades gear and he like hides it in the house or hides it under his dirty clothes which is not a good hiding place because when your mom does the laundry she's gonna find it but then at dinner he's like hey so I want to get a job I want to help out I know you guys are having trouble um I want to do that and they're like and the dad's like oh you want to get a job that's great actually um shows you're being becoming a responsible young man and then he's like yeah well you see there's this professional team of skating and the dad's like no and he's like but they make $200 a week and he's like still and no and the mom's eyes get like wide and I was like beggars can't be choosers yeah. old man you're poor as fuck and you don't have a job so yeah. like he's gonna bring home the bacon yeah, let, let him, him do make it that, let him make that 200 a week and he's like no skating guy you suspended from school and it makes you too happy no I don't and want you to he, I don't want you to turn your beloved hobby into a profession and it would give us too much money yeah. I was like I literally was like this dad's an idiot he is it's really dumb and like I said the mom literally goes it's 200 a week but yeah the mom, was like, like, <laughs> the mom was like um, I'm a really bad fucking real estate agent I can't yeah. sell this house no I haven't sold the house in months I can't I don't know what you want from me oh also when he walks in with the gear beforehand we get another I think classic line classic from 90s classic line. 90s line where she's like what's in the bag and he's like nothing and she's like you didn't have the bag when you came here what's in it and he goes nunya and she says nunya and he goes nunya business. business which I was so corny but I loved it so then after dinner after he gets shut down for making that money he calls Pete, and this is where I was alone by Pete's stepdad. <laughs> I, we, child services needed to be called. Also, oh, other thing we didn't bring up about the stepdad is while he was yelling at Pete, he said his mom was hiding in the other yeah, room. Yeah, which, which implies that she was hiding and she was watching her son get beaten it's like by the her. It's a plot of serenity. Like, I swear to God. So he's on the phone with Brink, and Brink, you can tell, is trying to tell him and confide him about the x plates thing. Because he feels bad about lying to his friends. Pete's stepdad is on the, like, he's trying, I, you know what's the 90s, he's probably trying to, like, Google internet porn, you can't use <laughs> the internet and the phone at the same time. And he's like, he's like, Pete, get off the phone! Like, he's screaming at him, shaking the door down, he's like, sorry, Brink, I, I gotta go, man. I was hiding in the next room, and I was like, oh <laughs> he my god! That. But, like, it's right off the phone, and we get that thing. But that's the only, that's the last bonnet they tie on Pete's own life, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> That we never solved that problem. No. And he's like, sorry, man, gotta go. And then, like, Brink doesn't get to get, like, confide in him and get it out. But, True. and that's supposed to be the point of that scene. For me, the point of that scene was, we need to talk about Pete. Yeah. Pete needs to run away from home and get out of this abusive household. Um, but so then we go to school the next day and they're in home at class. And I, I love home at tropes yes. and decoms that never actually happen in real schools. My favorite trope immediately was that to make it look like they're in home class, they clearly just took powder and just like threw it threw on them. Threw it all over Like them. on their they're faces, on their aprons. aprons. It's on... very good. Um, but they're like making cakes or whatever. And Gabriella is very bad at making the cakes and Jordy is very good. Oh. Remember I didn't, that? No, I didn't notice she that. She doesn't know the difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon. 
tablespoon and he has to oh, tell Oh, yes. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. But then while they're making these cakes, Brink is being weird trying to tell them about the thing. He can't get He's it like, out. sometimes you know how friendship is strong. It's like a cake. It's like a cake. And you don't... It's a great metaphor. He's like, you know... And by great, it's I'm not terrible. A it's not a He's good like, you know, sometimes it's like, you bake it and it's friendship's like a cake and you bake it and it doesn't turn out the way you thought. But it's, but still, it's still good. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about, Brink? It's like, Brink, are you high? But so while he's trying, he's like, okay, also, look. this was not a decom. These people would be stoned 24-7. <laughs> and then, so while he's trying to get this metaphor out or while he's trying to tell them straight, Val shows up and he's just like, oh, nice aprons, guys. And I was like, they're in oh, all I that. I think they have to wear them. They're like, are you making fun of them for being in class? Also, his is where I said that his hair is getting longer every shot. Val's hair grows two inches in, but in between the first scene and this. But so they're, they're, the other three soul skaters are like, ah, oh, you suck, Val. You're a jerk and whatever. And then he's like, ah, oh, I don't know, Brink. Do you think I'm a jerk? And he's like, no, 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 Val, I think you're not. He's like, louder, louder, say it in front of your friends. The satis- Tell them you love me. The satisfaction I am getting from this will sustain me through the night. rock hard. He's rock hard. He loves Brink. I think that's what we're missing. I him. think that it, maybe that is his real motivation to manipulating him. Is he wants Brink to be, to like him, but he knows it'll never happen. And so he must manipulate and control every aspect of his life to get him to join his team and be close to him at all times. It's like Sandbox Paradox. It- they bully you because they, they like you, which but, is not a healthy thing a woman should ever believe. But in this case, I support it. Well, it was the 90s, so it was the time when that was probably Sandbox paradox. Um, also, I, this is another thing I realized in this scene because we get a lot of tight shots on his face here. I realized I love Brink for another reason because he has a gap tooth. And I love, I'm a sucker for a gap tooth. I don't think Demi Lovato should have closed her gap. <laughs> I don't think Eric Von Denton should have ever closed his gap. Not sure if he did, but I love a gap. And he's got a great one. Anyway, so after everyone's like, what's going on? A lot of Disney Channel stars have gaps, by the way, because they don't get braces as kids if they don't have to, because that, like, like, you can't get a lot of work with braces. So that's why a lot of child stars have gaps, by the way. Oh, fun fact. But so after, after that, everyone's like, what the hell, man? You're not bagging on him anymore? And he's like, uh, don't worry about it, whatever. And then he goes home and the dad's like, hey, guess what? Good news. Got your job. Got your job, like you wanted. Uh, that's not skating. And he's like, what? And he says, uh, Keep I, in mind the exploits thing is also a very large commitment, and this kid oh, is yes. attending school. Because that was the other rules: you have to be at every practice. Like we won't tell anyone, but you have to be at every practice for this. And his and his plan is just to like go with them for the invitational, which straight up like doesn't matter. It's just a warm up for the championship. They say so. He's like, um, I'm going to screw my friends out of the invitational, make the, mo- make the money, and then go back to them, and we'll win the championship hopefully. But so he's like, got your job. You're going right, to, I know this guy that runs this dog and pet, whatever, pet cleaning service. And uh, you're going to work for him a couple days a week. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, dad. I really just don't think I have the time right now. And he's like, you have time for skating. You've got time for this. And he's just like, uh, when, what time, what day. And this was depressing. It was. It's, it's a great montage. It's a great montage. We do montage. It's time for a montage. And they like have the time in the corner where it wakes up like 7 a.m., he goes to school. They have the time in the corner and then they show you his clock going off. They which do. shows the same time. Yes, I, was but like, it, I, but I was saying the, the time maintains throughout the whole montage. So he goes to school. He's in school all day. He's like falling asleep in school. And uh, then he, he goes to X-Blades practice at like three. No, I think he goes f- straight to... Pup and Suds. Pup, Pup and Suds is the name of the business, which is an amazing name. And uh, he goes to that business. He, he We see get a shot of him washing a dog. That runs away. That runs away. Ha 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 ha. And then he goes to X-Blades practice. And then he goes to meet the guys at the pit at like 630 
And then he goes home, and then he has to do homework, and then he falls asleep on his homework. I was like, I'm exhausted for him. And I I do wish we'd kept this dynamic a little bit more, had like we'd seen him a little more, because that's the only time we see the Puppin Suds thing. It becomes a big plot point later. But I wish we had kind of captured that he was Also, this is a good time to bring this up, because it's a montage. The soundtrack to this movie is fucking lit. Except up until the end. Up until the end. But every song before is an absolute banger. Every time they're skating, it's like like 90s like rock like it's like butt it's rock. like yeah it's so fucking good and i was every i think that's why i was so into a lot of the skating i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good music um the music gets really weird at the end it but does it, it's good at this point but, but, i can't tell you a single song that they play it's probably yeah i will tell you what perfect transition you're gonna hear some of it right now because we gotta take a quick break because we gotta blade out of here real, real quick brah so we'll catch you on the, on the flip, flip side. side. Catch you on the vert. Catch you on the flippy Get dip. Get me on the down. On the, fi- on the 540 inverted. Downhill. Some, the half pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Those are things. Yeah, skating. We're cool. The rail. What do they call the rail? That thing? I think it's just called the rail. Know. So you can grind on it. Hey, grind that rail. rail. Grind that grind on out of here. On that Pass rail. Pass me my Dunkaroos. Let's go. It's the 90s. <laughs> Got a million things going round in my head and I never really paid attention what you said. No. And now I wish that I would have said was much too late, and all I do is get, and all I do is take. Gotta look before you leave. Well, yeah. Take a good look at your so-called friends, yeah. That's a company you keep. They got what's coming at you from all directions. You gotta look before you leave. Well, yeah. Take a good look at your so-called friends, yeah. That's a company you keep. They got what's up, oh, yeah. That's a lot of things that were never said, and if you grown up faster than I would have stood up. But it's much too late And all I do is give And all I do is take You gotta look before you leave so after this montage of how crazy Brink's life has become, um, we cut to him lying in bed and Pete comes in and is like, hey, bro, it's the day of the Invitational. Are you not feeling good? And he's like, no, Pete, is that you? I can't. Can't see he's he's faking sick. Yes, he's, very obviously. He's very obviously faking sick. He's doing the spritz on his face. Yeah, that's a great thing. Is like when Pete goes to get him a tissue or something, he like runs and puts a spray bottle so it looks like he's like dripping sweat and like he's he's selling it. He's, he's selling. He's doing it. his best. But so the basic plan is he so he tells them like yeah I'm sorry guys to let you down about the invitational. I this know. is such a bad plan. <laughs> it's it's a terrible. I I love Brink, <laughs> but this again not the sharpest tool in the shed. This is not a good plan because as you were getting to his plan is to fake sick and then to tell his friends to not go to the invitational Mm -hmm. which is something they've been talking about ad nauseum for the first entire part of this movie and to just go session instead yes and he thinks that that's gonna work and that they're not gonna show up (laughs) so he can go compete with another team with no disguise and or other safety measure in place that is a good point we've kind of skipped it but they've talked a bunch of at this point about who X-Blades has subbed in now that Boomer's hurt. There and was a whole beat about them saying he was a Korean kid? Yeah, or something like that. Like, he was covering his track. I think was like, and he was like, oh, I think he's Korean. Some big, Actually, big no, tall he's Korean not. guy. Some big, tall Korean guy. Or no, he's Native yeah, American. Or something like that. But so he was all over the so map. They're trying, so he's built himself up as some legend that is coming <laughs> some in. Some Korean legend. Something like that. Um, but yeah, so he tells Pete, Pete's like, we'll go with the Invitational Four. And he's like, no, don't go. Session, it's more important, whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, if you think it's best. And so Pete's th- a loyal beta to the <laughs> Alpha Brink. But so then when Pete leaves, he grabs all his X-Blade stuff and he goes. Also, I realized, check my notes, guys. Um, We've been referring to Pete's stepdad as Steve. His name is Jerry. No. That was really, I mean, we were really far off on that. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, that's just as good, though. Because I read a note that was like, I'd really love to meet Jerry because he incessantly comes up. <laughs> he comes up when they go session. He says his name again. Probably. Um, but see, he grabs the stuff, he goes, he rolls up, like, a little late to the Invitational. Of course, Val tells him about, yells at him about it very close to his face very as he does everything. yelling right in his eyeballs. But he's Hot like, but he's like, yo, you, that means you better get up on that ramp and show me. You better go big, go big. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what they, that's what they always say when they have him. It was like, we, if I need you to go big, then we're gonna pay you big money, we need you to go big at a moment's notice. And I think and that like, just means, like, get a lot of air. I, I don't know what the fuck it really means. I don't know, but he knows. Skating, baby. But, uh... He's like, get up on that and go big. Show me big, right? Because they need... This is where they need a certain percentage to win. They need like Yeah, a, they need a score. They need a certain score. Yeah, there's a scoring system. There's, there's a... I, guys, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you what <laughs> earns points. I know that you're supposed to be... I think just... On the vertical ramp, you're supposed to be like at like overhead height. Like mm-hmm. that scores you a lot of points. If you're like someone standing on the ramp, you're over their head. The tricks all look the same to me. We would comment yeah, on we, this. Yeah, we comment on this. Is, so this is all vert. There's no street where it's like you're going up multiple ramps. and It's just a half pipe. The problem with this montage of him doing the half pipe is that just after a while you're just looking at a guy go up and down and the and spins up and, and I know that like and... when you spin three times it's more difficult than two times but I can't count yeah. those and they just all look like spins to me yeah it honestly it could have like you get it a little bit with the announcers but it would have been nice to be like cutting to someone in the crowd being like whoa like a 460 d- turbo spin or something like that but uh while he's doing his uh vert skating the other soul skaters roll up because they were at their session and they were like Gabriella we... convinced them to leave but yes. he tried to keep them there because he mm-hmm. followed Brink's instructions and that's when I made this note which is just like this poor kid Jerry and his mom aren't there for him and Brink is all he has <laughs> Brink is all Brink he is his pseudo father <laughs> he followed him implicitly um, but so they roll up and are like wow this must be that new kid that they've got skating for X-Blades and Jordy goes he doesn't look Korean and then Gabrielle is, is like no He's not, because she immediately recognized him despite the fact he's yeah, wearing sunglasses. I literally wrote, okay, wait, I literally wrote, I wrote something down about this. Like, first of all, come on, dummies. He has sunglasses on, but it's the 90s, so the sunglasses are tiny. Like, you yeah. remember how small sunglasses were in the 90s? Yeah. Uh, they're actually come back now. But it's like, first of all, that's all he's wearing to protect his identity is tiny sunglasses. And they're like, he doesn't look Korean. I was like, oh, thank God the fucking girl is smart. She's like, yeah, he's not Korean. That's our friend we see every single day. Yeah, I, she's she's clearly the brains of this operation. <laughs> let's, yeah. not, let's not lie. And then also, like, when he gets off the half pipe, like, I think he does well. He, does he, Val he, yell at him? No, he gets the score they need and they win. In the invitational, and then uh, the manager comes over. Koki McSnorthole is like, "Hey, <laughs> great job, kid! Here's the 200 bucks I promised you for winning." Yeah, I have to a 1982 Ferrari and drove <laughs> on with two hookers in the back seat. I also. Oh, did we talk about the the floozies? Do we? Do we... Who are those girls? <laughs> Randomly, when he's practicing with Team Exploits, this might be later. This no, is it's later. A, no, 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 it's both. When he auditions, and then later at the when they're on the pier, they both there's like two random like X-Blades floozies that just hang around them for no discernible they were, they're reason. They're at practice and I was like, yeah. I was like oh, for a second you know how, you know how pure my heart is? I was like oh god there's girl skaters on X-Blades too. No. They're just sluts. They're skate sluts. <laughs> that just hang around trying to get up on Val's sweet sweet dick and that's all they're there for. I hate that. I did hate that about this movie. And of course like, they hate Brink because Val's the only he's the only one Val's interested in. And, and also not- like I hate myself for thinking better. I was like, oh, <laughs> X-Blades got girls too. No, they don't. Also, when he, like, he gets the score they need, Koki McCoke phase, drive, <laughs> get throws money at him. But then I love, it's like a Hermione Granger in Deathly Hallows uh, part one where she just straight up starts beating the shit out of Ron Weasley. <laughs> Gabriella just straight up 
tackled. Yes. Brings to the ground. Shoves him to the she ground. murder balls him into yeah. the cement. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's that's not a war of words. She's so no. mad at him. She goes physical. And I love that. She goes I'm this. a very, I, you I can attest. How I, good would it have been if Jordan and Pete had to, like, hold her back? Be like, whoa. I would have loved that. But they don't, she's too fast for him. She no, got no. him to the ground. I, Luke she's can that attest Peruvian this. I'm a very physical fighter. Like, when I'm very angry, it takes a lot to get me angry, but I'm a very physical person. And, it's like, true. I don't fight with my words. I like it's to fight not with true my that hands. It, it's not true that it takes a lot to get her angry, but she did. But Emma, Emma will just swing at like, things. Like, I will swing. Like, and then, like, when I, I have many a time swung at things, and, like, I, as I relate to that, like, I'm not gonna have a great comeback, but I will tackle you to the ground. Yes. But she's like, you freaking liar. You joined the mortal enemy. You're not a soul skater anymore. You're garbage. And uh, he's like, no, guys, please. I, I can't explain. I needed the money. And they're like, who cares about the money? Like, man, we all need the money, Andy. Or, Do they all need the money? They say that at some point. But, I mean, like, well, she... They she's, haven't shown us that. Well, well she's, she's she, a single mom. She's a single mom. I, no one cares about Jordy. Or, she isn't a single mom. She Her mom yes. is a single mom. That would be an interesting She's break. in a single mom situation. We don't know what Jordy's family is. No one cares about Jordy. Jordy's superfluous. I feel like Jordy fine jordy's pointless but um and so they run off where he can explain and then once they run off val is just like forget them man you don't need them you just need x blades or something i don't know what he says but like but what's weird is that like he told them the deal he said i will go with you through the invitational and then we're done and they were like cool that's literally i wasn't clear on that they made it because they said he's not gonna boomer won't be ready in time for the invitational and so we just need someone for the invitational and so he's like well that's just the warm-up anyway i can just do that without really hurting my friends not a big deal but then val like, oh no, I'm gonna get this boy on this team for good now. Well, yeah, but I think he sees his opportunity to stay close to yes, the yes, definitely. because he realizes he doesn't have an, another place to go now because the friends are mad at him. Like the, right, and we let that gets reinforced in a second where they're all having lunch on a on like the boardwalk pier, which I think was Val's point all along because like yeah, he agreed that he wasn't gonna like tell anyone, but he still made him like not make fun of him and stuff and yes. like, tips them off basically. Like I think he was hoping that the friends would find out and get oh, mad and then was, drive yes. him to X Val was. Sixteen steps. That's not what I'm saying. He's he's freaking Moriarty to to bring Sherlock. It, I don't think I would not call Brink Sherlock. Yeah, I know. Fine, but Watson I'm saying, is best. But, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying his machinations are deep into the plot of this movie, and they lie undetected until they sprout forth from the earth. <laughs> He's amazing. But so they're all eating lunch on the pier, right? And they're just talking and chatting about who they can replace Brink with. And he sits and he's like, hey, guys, can I sit down? And they're like, yeah, sure, man. Uh, go for it. And he's like, great. Anyway, in the second he sits down, they all they get all leave. And, a classic which is a gag. Power move. He's like, "Come on, guys. You know, like I would. I needed the money because my dad's back was all messed up, and like we didn't know if he'd have a job. It was it was all very character driven. And I'm not trying to mean to. I hated lying to you. And they're just like, we don't freaking care. Suck a dick, Brink. We're soul skaters for life. And they walk away. And then Val comes out of, out of the ether. Nowhere. <laughs> he comes. They're on like the Santa Monica I pier. Think, all I, I like to imagine he was hanging from the bottom of the pier, just like listening and being like, "Wait for your moment, Val." Val. <laughs> Realizes out of the ether, yeah. like fifteen feet away, he just stands up, and there's goons behind. Yeah, he's him. Good. he brought the goons, baby. I literally wrote down where the fuck did he come from? Val is inspiring. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. He knew he's like here's where they'd like to meet. He's gonna show up here to approximate this but time. But we saw the entire pier, and he wasn't there. No, he and then wasn't. all of a sudden, he's standing right behind. Him. Right, I'm, t- no, I'm telling you, he called the goons and was like, "Be at the pier this time." Why? Because I know for a fact that they're gonna be there at this time, and they're gonna show up, and it's gonna be a perfect time. We Val, can make a grand entrance. Val also has two 
two goons that we see a lot. Number one has like terrible earrings and is four foot two. Yeah, one, one of them is Beach, like you said. That's Beach. Oh, yeah. And then the other one is very blonde. They're very both blonde. white. They're I know, both... but the other one has the long, like it's it's almost ice white. Oh, and he yeah. is the worst actor I've ever seen in my whole entire life. He doesn't life. say anything. He has like two lines I don't about Brink being him. okay and they are delivered like a piece of cardboard. <laughs> cardboard? Cardboard. Or, I don't know. Wood and cardboard together. A- anyway, but so he's like, oh, man, that sucks. Look at the soul skaters tossed you out, but you know what? You always got a home on Team X-Blades, and he hands him the helmet, and it like, puts out, and then Brink is just like, oh no, I, I, I guess, and then he takes the helmet, and Val's like, great, cool, but then Brink leaves, and so it's like, I, why did you count that as a win? It definitely seemed like he wasn't that interested. He just, like, takes it, I think he just really, I don't even know what happens No, here. it's weird. And I think it's either in this scene, or maybe later, where they do explicitly say that, like, they need him because Boomer's still hurt, yes. and he's not gonna be ready in time for the championship. But so, then it cuts back to Brink's house. What's weird is, like, <laughs> the parents also call him Brink in this scene. They're like, yes. They're like, Which we had never heard them say before. No, it's like they always they call, call him Andy. Andy. Like, that's his name. And, but like, it's just like a fun nickname. Like, your parents wouldn't call you that. That's weird. Because it's their last name too. Brink is sitting outside on this porch all sad. And the dad's like, I don't get it. It's not like, uh, it's not normal to have a boy that sad. And it's like, what do you want? What I wrote down, what do you want? Well, that's what the mom says. She's like, well, you just complained he was too happy earlier. And this he's is like, when I fully decided that I hated the dad. I absolutely hated him. Because, yeah, he's like, he's just so sad all the time. I wanted him to find someplace in the middle. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. But so he goes out to sit with his son and try and connect with him. You think they're going to have a heart to heart, but they Brink basically just tells him he doesn't, uh, doesn't want to talk about it. And their heart to heart will come later. Yes. And like, he doesn't need his dad. His dad has a horse's ass who cannot be pleased. I hate him. Like, now your kid's depressed and doesn't have any friends. Are you happy now, you fucking prick? Yeah, I do think he maybe he at least mentions to his dad, like, yeah, my friends don't want to talk to me. Well, no, no, no. The the sister says, tells the parents that. Yeah, you're right. First, she fills them in and it's like, his friends are mad at him, but I don't know why. Sure. He won't tell me. So then it cuts to a hill. And Val and the rest of the X-Blades, including Andy, are sitting at the top of this hill being like, yo. Oh, no, no, wait. Sorry, they're not here yet. First, it's just the Soul Skaters, just the three of his friends checking out the downhill slope for the championship. They're like, this is going to be the downhill portion. We got to learn it, you know, get some practicing. We get an advantage because we live here, whatever. Then the X-Blade show up and they're like, hey, vacate the hill. We need to do some practice runs for the championship, you know. It's like in a neighborhood, though. Yeah, it's It's not a course. It it doesn't look. Yeah, it's literally just a street. It's It's a street. It's a street that goes downhill. That's what it is. This I also found so confusing about this movie. I know it probably shouldn't have been, but the fact that street is not actually a street, it's just like, it's the term for like a flat course with like little tiny ramps, and yeah. then downhill actually is a street, yeah, but it's, it's called weird. downhill. It's weird. It fucks my mind up. It is strange. Um, but then they're like, no, we're not leaving. We were here first. You and your stupid Andy cheating, not cheating, betraying, there it is, uh, faces can get out of here. And then Val's like, okay, how about we race for it? We, we settle things with we our settle- skills. <laughs> We'll race for it. And Gabrielle's like, yes, absolutely, I will race you for this, because I am a strong Peruvian woman. I also cover, at some point, earlier than this, that, like, the way that the street portion works is that only one person does it. You have to, like, vote for the person that does this. Yeah, yeah. Not street. Fuck! I just (laughs) exactly what I was trying to say. Downhill. Yeah. But it takes place on a street. 
downhill only one person does it and is like they vote for the person that's best at it and they make a point as soul skaters are walking up to say that, that brink did their downhill like yes. he was their downhill skater he's good so he was the person that always was going to do that section for them so now they had to figure out someone have someone else and gabrielle volunteers to do it but then val says brink you're racing gabrielle and he's like no way man i'm not doing that yeah. my friend and he's like if you want to stay on this goddamn team you are and he's like okay fine he wants him to like turn again that's him. what i'm saying he's trying to corrupt this poor boy and he's so, doing a good job. I, I, I respect the, the hustle, honestly. But so, as they're like getting their, st- I feel like we always complain in these movies. Like, what is your plan? No, he has, he has a, a plan. plan. He has a plan. I'm not. I've been saying that since the beginning that he's got almost too grand of a plan that us mere mortals can't even comprehend, can't comprehend it. But and, and then while they're like getting ready to get their gear on to go do the downhill portion, downhill race, uh, Val leans over to Andy and is like, "Hey." Stay on the outside on the big turn coming up. And he's like, you never stay on the outside for a big turn. And he's like, just do it. And it's like, huh? Huh? What's going on? We'll get there. But then uh, also there's like, also I think Val tell, tells Gabriella to go back to Mexico. And she again reminds him that uh, she's from Peru, not Mexico. <laughs> and just again, her just waving they her said, heritage is so go good. back to Mexico. And I was like, who knew that Brink would be politically topical? Yeah, it's true. Um, but so... Uh, they, so he and, uh, Gabrielle, Brink and Gabrielle start. They also finally learn to cover her arms. Like, she's in yes. a long sleeve shirt for this, so then they, the they can use a male body double, double, and you won't notice. Yeah. Um, so they start their downhill race, and at first it's, like, going fine, whatever. It isn't as rad as street, but it's still pretty cool to watch. Um, it's not as boring as Vert. It's it nice. It's very dangerous. It looks super dangerous, but it's literally just them like tucked into themselves like a ball. And at a certain point, Gabrielle like loses her footing for a second and she has to go off of a truck ramp and it's freaking awesome. It's she jumps, she thing. jumps the whole length of the pickup truck and we, the audience, see Val go to the turn he mentioned and he picks up some rocks from the ground and that bastard just throws them on the ground on the inside I want you curve. guys to know that when this happened Luke watched it and without he wasn't even looking at me he was just watching me he goes that bitch so loud <laughs> because so he just gets a bunch of gravel and just throws it on the road that's how you can tell he's doing a good job is that I was engrossed you were, you were. and I was responsive <laughs> that bitch I did say like that he personally wronged you I, I wrote that I, down I, and so then like they're coming approaching the hill the turn excuse me Brink sees the gravel on the road and he says, Gab, get to the outside. And she's like, what? No, idiot. You never go she, on the Yeah, he tries to help he her. He tries to help her because he sees the danger. And then she just runs into the gravel and just freaking face plants, stacks, I believe was the term Johnny Capahala used, just wipes out. Oh. And then... But, like, so you know how, like, in movies, like, when something explodes, they'll cut to, like, multiple angles of the explosion, but they do it way too much, and so it lasts, like, ten minutes? They do that with her falling. You see it upright, upright down. But she falls, and she's rotating, like, she's, like, she's a spinning log. She's falling for 20 minutes. She's falling for, like, five straight minutes. It's honestly, I'm like, how many times are they gonna show her spinning? She's rolling. Her life or lifeless body spinning on the hot, hot she's concrete. Like a, she's like a wet rag, uh, rag doll. And also, the other thing, the so she stops rolling eventually after what seems like endless, <laughs> after after I took a bathroom break, I came back and she was just time, finishing rolling. She comes to a halt and they lift up her arm and she has road rash. And me and Luke both audibly uh, grow. Like, so, like, oh. It's so gross. Not as bad as the one in Motocross, but still this pretty bad. It was pretty gross. It was pretty bad. I don't know how they do that SFX wise, special effects wise, but like not special effects, makeup, makeup but yeah. it's gross. And so she's just like laying there, just like being like, uh, I think she's like semi conscious. 
this. And like, uh, and Andy, of course, being Andy, stops racing and goes over to check on her. The other soul skaters come in. They're all like, oh my gosh. From the fall that I witnessed where she's truly been tossed across asphalt for 25 minutes. Yeah. And the way she looks after. She should and the have way, dislocated something. And the way everyone reacts to the fact point where like Brink has to visit, visit her on her what seems to be her deathbed. I thought this was like a devastating career ending yeah. injury. I want to just spoiler alert guys. She competes at the championship. Which is mere days later. I thought what was going to happen. She wasn't going to be able. So they were going to get Boomer to fit yes, on so there too. Because he was going to like. Because uh, we've already seen him like sympathizing to Brink exactly. instead of Val. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, but then like, <laughs> but then I was like, but no, they won't do that because she's the one girl. So they're not going to not let her compete. I thought she was going to be like the coach. I just, I, th- I just thought she was going to be like mortally wounded because they acted like she it was an inch from death. Yeah, 100%. And so while they're like looking over, Val comes up and he's just like kind of indifferent looking like he's not like concerned. Brink, you can see it all fall Kaiser Soze into his mind. I was like, he told me to go to the outside because he was going to do this. Oh no. Oh my gosh. I, this man is a monster. Um, but so then it cuts to uh, Gabrielle's house. And Brink coming to visit her on her Brink, deathbed. Brink comes to visit her. It is treated like she has, like... It's so intense and so creepy. It's, it, like, pitch black it, outside. Yeah, it's shot like it's, like, the 1930s. Yes. And she's suffering of, like, typhoid. Yes. And, like... And the mom was literally like, she's doing well. She's doing... But we don't know. Okay. You can see her for a bit. Yeah. It's, like, so dramatic. It's, like, mm-hmm. twilight. Mm-hmm. There's ominous music playing. I'm like, is she gonna die? She needs a few days bed rest. It's like they're saying, like, we don't know if she'll make it through the also, night. Also, like, wouldn't she be at a doctor's office, not just, like, laying in her home style? Well, apparently they took her to a doctor, and this is, like, she just need some rest because apparently not somehow nothing is broken or whatever but uh he they go and talk and like he apologizes for the whole thing and she's a little more understanding as opposed to like how angry she was but like they don't necessarily i wouldn't say they like make up she just kind of like they just have a conversation she's like i still just like we get like i get why you did for the money but like you can't believe you betray like the whole soul skating thing or something like, like you're that. the one that taught me about soul yes skating. yeah yeah that's what it is and then he's... Again, who was trying to sponsor you guys before that you needed this credo? <laughs> but so after he has talk with his dying friend, uh, he's sitting out in the garage looking at all of his rollerblades, which apparently his parents say... Yeah, throughout his years. different sizes of rollerblades. Like, they have, like, the crappy, like, plastic, like, the Barbie ones I was talking about, like, the crappy, like, plastic ones you buy for, like, five-year-olds. And so he <laughs> remarks to his father, who comes out to check on him, and says, why'd you guys save these? And he says, like, uh, maybe we're sentimental. Or maybe we're just pack rats. I don't know. This is all trash. He, he's, he's very, again, not, not great. Not on message yet. And so the, basically they have a conversation. Where he also at one point says, I liked skating. I like, thought you would too. Because he's like, why did you buy me these? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, I used to like skating. And I'm but, like, do you? You look like you've never hit a light jog in your life. You're, yeah, he says, like, I used to like going... Skates? Going skating, but then I, so I thought I'd teach you. I didn't think it would become like your whole deal, basically. The dad, imagine the dad on rollerblades. But so they have, they have a heart to heart convo. He basically tells, he basically tells his son that he was going through like depression after being laid off of his job. His whole identity was tied up in being a construction foreman. Yeah. And then when he wasn't that, he lost his sense of self. And I was like, that was your greatest dream, being a construction foreman? Yeah, well, not, it's not just his, like, dream, it's just, like, because basically what he says is he bring, breaks it down for him, like, I betrayed my friends for X-Blades because I knew we needed the money and I wanted to help, whatever, and then he's like, we, we didn't need the money that bad, like, what he said, which they definitely did, but... Also, Brink's contrition voice sounds like he's shitting a knife. Did you notice that? <laughs> he's like, I thought we needed the money! And, like, how, or do you sound physically in pain? But what I was saying is, so he's like, I, we didn't need the money that bad so that you needed to disobey us, they definitely did. Um, And he's like, well, it's not just it. And then they throw this curveball at us which has when never he swears? 
No, that does happen. The dad does swear. I was going to bring that up. He says, like, what were the hell? What the hell were you doing that for? And I was like, whoa, oh, all hell. right. You can say hell on Disney Channel now. Tight, tight, tight. That's a different movie. And he goes, it's not just that I thought we needed the money, but, like, I wanted to, like, be somebody, you know? I wanted to be famous and have all this gear and the sponsorships and be in the magazines, you know? I Like, I just, that's part of the reason why I did it. And that has never come that's up. That's never come up. Never. Like, Val mentioned it offhand, but we never see him, like, looking through a magazine, like, angry he's not in it or anything. He didn't seem to have any interest in that. He really didn't. And I was like, what, what is this now? And then that's what they tie through to the construction foreman thing where it's like, you know, I wanted to be somebody. And now that I'm nobody, it made me all depressed or whatever. And it's, 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 I get what they're going for, but it just, it kind of doesn't work. And the dad just goes like all over the place in his heart to the heart conversation where he's like, you can't, you got to do things you love. You can't be defined by what you do. Like you're Andy Brink. That's who you always will be. Skating is just a thing you do, but also like what you do should give you. This is a very long conversation and all it is is basically that a Toni Morrison quote that went viral after her death recently, rest in peace. But it's basically like, you are not your job. Like it's like one of her biggest things is like Mm. the work that you do, like that doesn't define you. Like you are a different different person and like you can't have all your value tied up in one thing aka like you're being a construction foreman which is just a weird lesson to throw because you think the lesson would be stay by your friends yeah like, that's what i but but stay, for some reason like, this has to or, be about the dad's just, job or just like or you stay either stay by here's where you could have gone with stay by your friends do if doing what you love turns into too much of a job then stop doing it as a job and just keep doing it for fun yeah like, yeah like don't do something you don't want to do if it's not fun or something like that or, i don't know why being because like i think he was fine being defined as a skater. That yeah, seems that's really literally... Like, that was more with the dad's issue and he's now projecting it onto his son. That's what I'm saying. It just comes out of nowhere. I, the other thing I wanted to say, which you could just kind of touched on, but like the, my only real issue with this, honestly, though, is like I wish this dad had had a better moment to spur him to change. I wish he had like seen his son like trying so hard or like or like instead of just like him like walking into the garage and then like all of a sudden being understanding. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a good like lightning rod moment for him to like be like, oh, I've been like being a complete moron. Yeah, I, I agree. And not be uh, connecting with my son on the yeah. Level. And then he even says, like, oh, well, uh, the championship, let me know when that is. I'd love to come watch. He's like, you like, want to see me skate? Yeah. And I was like, you've never watched your son skate before? Like, he should have had something to rattle him yeah. into that. Like, maybe he fixed his car and he didn't know and something. Yeah, we never, like, see, like, he's like, hey, here's all the money I made yeah. or anything. And mm. Weird. But so uh, that happens, right? And then Brink takes it to heart whatever he was trying to say to heart. And so we cut back to the pier where we were earlier. Um, and I, to what I think is Emma's favorite scene in the whole movie, where uh, the X-Blades oh, this are... Poetic cinema. <laughs> I remember this so vividly from childhood, and it lived up to exactly what I thought it was. The X Blades are eating lunch or something. I don't know why Back everyone hangs. Here. I don't know why everyone eats lunch on this pier, but they're all hanging out eating. The floozies are with them. They're having a great time. The skate sluts <laughs> with a Z. Brink just rolls up, and they're like. And they have a pizza in front of them. And he plops the skates right in the pizza. And he's like, I'm done with you bitches. Power move. Get out. You let me out. And then Val is like, oh, you're done when I say you're done. It's not over until I say it's over. Because I haven't had a chance to kiss you yet. And he's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, you're done when I say you're done. We need you for the championship. Like, what villain wants to be this close to their (laughs) enemy all the time? Like, he, all he wants is to be. It it really, it's the, it's really the, the, it's like, it's like that thing. It's like, there's no heterosexual explanation for this. Because he blatantly does not not like him. He doesn't think he's that good of a skater. He has but to be he in love. Him, he has to be in love with him. He doesn't even seem to really care about the scores. No, he just wants Brink under his thumb at all times, and then he also wants to be on top of him uh, at a different, different time. times. But uh, but so he's like, "You're not done till I say you're done." And Brink grabs a milkshake. This milkshake, the throw is whoever choreographed this. <laughs> 
got it together, deserves a special Oscar. It is so well done. Mm -hmm. He takes a chocolate milkshake and straight up chucks it in Val's face. It comes in a beautiful arc and it is all over him in like a perfect blanket. It is so satisfying to watch. It's all over his face, his hair, his shirt. He reacts great. The reaction is great. He like leaps up and tries to like fight him and then Boomer comes out of nowhere after not being in this movie for the past 45 minutes. Boomer hobbles into frame. Yeah, no, no, he was just sitting at the table and he stands up and he's like, no, no, man, leave him alone. Brink's right. You're crazy and you just like I don't know all the, he comes out with a lot of like hatred towards Val for kind of I think of it was reason. that was latent and maybe he's a little jealous either that, or I, felt, either that or I felt like some scenes got cut or something like that because he comes out with a lot of like we saw him be like oh that brings a good dude one time and then he's like nah screw you Val um, but then they run off together we never see Boomer again never. don't know what he not even at the end like being I like go. I thought we saw him at the end I don't he's remember. in the stands he's in the stands oh maybe he's in the stands I didn't see him and so now that he's broken up with his boyfriend um, he goes to the pit where his real friends are and is like, hey guys, how's the session going? And they're like, we don't want to talk to you. And he's like, I know, I know. Oh, also Peter like breaks one of his skates and he's like, I can't fix this in time for the championship. I'm poor because <laughs> we're soul skaters and we don't take all the shop sponsorships. And also that- Jerry's beating <laughs> Jerry's gonna have my ass when I tell him I broke these skates. He's gonna beat me with this game. So dark. I I don't know why we've latched onto it so hard. It's just so weird that they would introduce it and then not address it. It is. It's so weird. Like, I feel bad making fun of it because it's a really dark problem. We are actually treating it more sensitively than the movie is. We definitely are. But so they're, and they're like, whatever, man. And he's like, listen, I wanted to apologize. And he sees his skates broken. He's like, how do you try these? And he hands them a pair of skates and he's like peter's like whoa these are new and he's like i uh got us a sponsor and they're like what and he takes some shirts out of the bag and is like the uh the dog washing business i work for pub and suds is gonna sponsor us and they got they got all this new gear and they're like really how'd you convince a dog washing place to sponsor (laughs) and he's like well i'm technically the sponsor because i had to get all my pay up front to pay for all this and like how up front he's like four months And they're like, damn. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I wanted to apologize to you guys. And so we, we can come together and win the championship like the plucky underdogs we are. At one point, doesn't someone say, I have a note here, I don't know who it is. I assumed it was Val or Brink during that fight, but maybe it was Peter here. Someone says, we'll get it on for sure, which was an insane line <laughs> choice. That does happen. It's I don't definitely remember. between two men about if, skating or fighting. Well, if it's between Val and Brink, then it might be about a third thing. But it's, they literally say very loudly, we'll get for sure and I'm like that uh, no adult I think, read yeah, that I think, script I think maybe it's here like they're excited like yeah we're gonna I was like no one's gonna no one proved that right alright so now we're gonna cut to the championship it's time he's back in the band everyone. he's back in the band uh, he he bribed his friends with material goods and they, they forgave they him they forgave him because they're all poor because this is 90s in America they're all wearing their blue shirts that say Team, Team Puppet they have the do- a dog and a little wash tub everyone else looks so extreme and there's the got little puppy t-shirts yeah it's very funny Um, so they arrive at the championship Val's immediately like oh it's the suck skaters or whatever he says because now he's lost the one thing he truly wanted and he is just free. He's just lost without him. So, and they also got a random fourth guy out of nowhere to be on their team. Like, yeah, I don't that know. guy came. Out of, I don't think that guy speaks English. He's also very blonde. Well, he doesn't. No, he was like tall and black. Oh, okay. I'm still thinking of that one guy that's so bad at acting. <laughs> I put wrote down that he doesn't speak English because I really... no. There's they get a they get a new black guy to join the team who says nothing. Who's not Boomer. It's not Boomer. He's never named. He's just there because they needed a fourth guy. Which which just furthers my theory that like they didn't even need Brink. This was Val's weird personal thing to get him <laughs> on their team. They had that guy. I definitely no, or they just were like, we're good enough. We can just take whoever. But so first up, this is gonna be hard to describe. Get going to it because like it's street first. It's street is first, and it's freaking rad. Brink 
Brink goes first, and he's doing great, but then he just falls. falls and like, I screamed, Brink, no! <laughs> out loud on the couch. I, I do, yeah. I think I, 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 I audibly gasped. I went, oh no, our hero, how could he? Like, I didn't think they were going to come back from that. I was yeah. like, there's no way. Because, like, and so this, at first it starts off great, where, like, they're playing the butt rock, he's jumping over things, street skating's rules, man. But he only gets, like, an 89 because he fell or something like that. And then, like, they have Valgo. Val gets, like, a 98. Like, he does super well. All of X-Blades does really good, and they, like, only do okay. But what's weird is this is this is what we were saying about where the music gets bad, is once, like, the import, the two it important... the weirdest choice. Once the two important characters, being Val and Andy, have gone, they're done their runs already. Gabriella they, goes, too. Oh, Gabrielle, I think actually does go first. She goes first. She, goes first. she does, she kicks ass. She kicks ass. And they say, like, she, she's been off, she's been sessioning in, like, four days because of her injury. And then, like, so she'll be terrible and she freaking this kills This woman it. was on her deathbed mere hours ago. No, yeah, you can't, you can't get, take the blades off her feet, baby. But so after, like, any main character they're trying to focus on goes, they need to show, like, Jordy and Peter and the other two X-Blades guys going. But so what that is, is they just do montage, which is fine, but it's over, like, slow orchestral okay. music. Organ or, music. Or, organ music. Uh, like, something that you would play if you were watching on a TV show a funeral on the yeah. cliffs of Mohair in Ireland, yeah. that is the music they're playing. Or like After the, music- the rest of the movie playing hardcore like punk skater or, rock. Or like soap opera music. Yes, it's soap opera music. Yeah. But like the but the scene in a soap opera is someone has found the grave of their long lost yes. twin. That's yeah. the music. It's it's really hard to describe, but go go watch this movie. And I know it sounds that like we're like exaggerating, we're hundred and ten percent not that is like the music they put behind the montage of people doing extreme sports. And it's not the first time it happens because it's the, here and, and then, on Vert. And then they do Vert and like Val does Val goes and he does kind of okay, but he doesn't they say he doesn't get enough height or something like that, so he only gets like a ninety two. And then everybody on Pup and Suds like crushes it. Yeah, and Brink so they, does really good, and then they need the five. Yeah, P- yeah, yeah, Pete is has to go last, and they're like, we we need to, to get like this much to stay in like second. Five forty. Yeah, five. Yeah, but like the people, bef- the guy before Pete wipes out. They thought they were gonna lose, but he freaking like dies pretty much. He gets, yeah, we thought that guy was dead. Yeah, he he stays laying down for a creepy amount of time, but then he gets back up and is fine. But then they're like, oh, he wiped out. He's not gonna get a good score. If we get high enough score, we'll win. And he's like, Pete, you're the last one to go. You know what we need right now. I love the music sounds like something from the craft also that's yeah something like that we're like pete we need that inverted 540 i know you can do it brah and he's like you got it man i'm the i was actively cheering out loud when (laughs) puppet thuds was going and also like again we knew he was gonna have the performance at a crucial moment and here it is he does it he goes up and nails it again this isn't i didn't even know what trick it was but luckily luckily this movie does a really great thing that johnny cavahala didn't they have commentators fake they do even though we don't see them it's just their voice i don't care i need (laughs) to know what the fuck is going on so they're like here is cohen's name inverted 540 and like head height so they're explaining the trick that to is, you yeah. which is very good for a children's movie I need that mm-hmm. oh there's also a great line oh two things we missed because we're also both Peter doing... does a victory dance on the top he does do a victory dance he shimmies it on, inspired top, me. on top of the half pipe but if we, sorry we've been focusing on sports we haven't focused on the character stuff the dad shows up late to the event because he got called into the construction site and, and got Brink it. falls before his dad gets there and then once his yeah. dad gets there he kills it yes but uh, the dad got his job back great they're not going to lose their house the sister also, gives him advice yes. to skate better yes that's what I was going to say is a great line is he is she like i have some advice skate better and he's like oh skate better why didn't i think of that it's a good bit so now we've come to the most important part of the entire film which is the downhill it is val versus brink downhill you said something funny when we were watching you were like oh i bet it's probably gonna be jordy versus val <laughs> for the downhill like that's definitely how this is gonna go yeah obviously it's the two star-crossed lovers yep. going in to the downhill brink versus val baby and so they they meet on top of the starting line and they do this like 
Michael Bay rotating camera thing where like the camera rotates around they them. They also have the cheesiest conversation here. Do yeah. You remember what they say? Because I don't. No, I, it's just like the generic, like. Yes, it's like, no, it's this. It's just, he's like, so Val says something talking trash and he goes, hey, here's the thing. Win or lose, today's going to be a good day. Uh, no matter what, I'm not you. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, we also we didn't cover, but the, part of the reason he threw the milkshake in his face because he cheated and hurt Gabrielle, yeah. who was his friend, and he threw up, blew up at him about that. Gabrielle, um, but yes, yeah. Excuse me. And so then they, uh, he says that, and then they start racing. It's hard to describe, but this is an incredible scene. This race, so good. They're like neck and neck for a lot of it. Val pulls away, he pulls away at a certain point. Um, but then he starts to take the lead or whatever, and everyone's like watching and cheering from the crowd again. Like we said. Why, if you watch the end race from Johnny Coppola and watch the end race from this, you get why this is so much better. Yes, and why the, the tension was... The ten- you could cut it with a knife. <laughs> they were flying like 90 miles. They, they speed check them at one point, don't they? Yeah, because... It's like 42 miles an hour. Yeah, they, they're going 42 miles an hour. And at one point, the camera's cut from the feet and they're like, there's a blind turn coming up. They can't see it. I screamed the blind turn! And the, I remember and, this from when and I was And the little. two of them just start wailing on each other. Beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Val's like shoving him into cars and all this and stuff. And Brink's fighting for his life out it's, there. It's incredible incredible and like brink uh i think falls at a certain point and that's like oh no no, no that's, that's, to, later. that's later that's later that's later but so they're coming down a hill and then val like can't stop properly no this no. is actually before oh this is before so brink falls a little bit and val yeah, yeah. pushes past him and then he has to make up um time and i don't remember exactly how he does it it was basically like i i honestly i'm sorry to say i feel like this is cheating is he goes off of the course and like uses someone's yeah, backyard and he uses someone's like backyard stairs as like a ramp and like grinds down and like it feels like that's cheating in this I thought sport. You had to stay on the course yeah def- there's like flags they're supposed to be staying but in then between. they're coming into like a turn and val can't stop and he slides into like the hay bales slides in the hay bales similar to johnny and brent takes off even but he was behind but then he now's his chance but then Val's like, ugh, and he's like, oh no, I'm Andy Brink, I've got, I'm Brinker, Brink, I gotta help him. And he goes, and he's like, Val, Val, are you okay? And I literally wrote, just finish, you fucking idiot, yeah. go! And I, no, I yelled, he's faking, you idiot! And because he's like, what are you doing, man, you're throwing away the race. And he's like, nah, come on, man, the race isn't that important if you're not okay. You're still a human being, even if I don't like you. And he's like, huh, that's what I was counting on. And you he can, pulled, he, no, he literally says, you never can finish a race when someone's down, yeah. can you? And he pulls Brink to the ground. He pulls Brink down, and there's a camera guy who catches it. Be like, we see him be like, come on, like, look at him. Pulls Brink down, Brink gets to his feet, they race, and it's just a pure, it's just pure speed. Pure at this speed, point. literally. It's just sprinting to the Again, finish. Again, this is where Luke said, like, straight up, like, you should should be wearing tighter clothes yeah. or you, you would be a little bit more aerodynamic yeah, in, yeah. in this last uh, But round. so it's just a pure sprint off at this point. And there's a little point. ramp at the end. There's a little ramp at the end and to make it to see who crosses the breaks the ribbon and uh even though Val cheat was cheating uh Brink still wins and like they hand him his trophy and he's like freaking out he's like yeah we did it yeah freaking soul skaters puppin suds for life baby and like they kill it and then like movie ends. No no no. Then, because this is a weird, this is what I'm saying is it ends really abruptly, is everyone starts booing at Val because, like, apparently that was broadcast. I assumed, I thought what was going to happen was Val was going to win, then he was going to get disqualified for cheating because they caught that on camera, but it was, like, live. So everyone saw him cheat, and he just gets, like, disowned. And then immediately, uh, Koki McSnorthead comes up yeah. and is like, hey, guess what? Val. Val's <laughs> out. No, he literally says the lines like this. Val's out. You guys are in. X-Play gear. Who wants it? And everyone's like, um, sir? He's like, are you okay? He's like, well, I want you to be in charge. Brink, you're all in charge. And he's like, you know what? 
I was on Team X-Blades once, and it wasn't any fun, so I'm going to pass. And I was like, well, your family probably still could use the money, and, like, you could probably hire your you, friends. You could maybe, like, make it run. That's what I said. You could make it run to your own rules. Yes. Like, it could be about soul skating now. Yeah, you Just make could, some money on the side. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's mutually exclusive, but he's like, and he won't have fun. I don't know. But then he turns him down, and then he just grabs his big trophy, and he's like, yeah, we did it. And that's where the movie ends. Just I really abruptly. Loved I, it. I, I His family hugs him. They're like, Yeah, mm. I, I literally looked at him and I was like, It just ends right there. I love it. Hard cut. I don't need any Hard fluff. cut. Hard cut. I was out of breath by the end of it, I will say. I, will I was dripping sweat. Yeah. I had like undergrip sweat. I was so, so involved in this movie. And it's, I think we just going back to what Luke said earlier um, in the beginning, like, this is how you do a sports decal. It is. This is like, it is through and through the perfect formula. And it made me feel all the right things at all the right moments. It absolutely did. All the I was, characters were. I rooted work. for them. I was worried about them. Mm-hmm. I was aroused. I did <laughs> so many different things. The characters work. It's got an easy. It's got a good plot. You feel for them. You, you understand see them. the sport. Yeah, the sport is cool to watch. Yes, every part. Pretty much every part of it works. I, I mean, there's a couple of things that are weak here and there. Like you, you clearly said. know, like good versus bad. Like you got it. There, there are clearly things that are weak there here and there. Like we said with the dad character and all, and all that stuff. But overall, it's it's a good time. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I'd never seen it before, and I loved it. And I can't imagine being someone who's, like, nostalgic for it, watching it again. It's a blast. It's an absolute blast. It's an absolute blast. Emma, what would you rate it? I would give this a 9.5. Really? I was thinking 9.5 as well. The only point five I, I would deduct is for the stupid dad. I was thinking the same. I was actually... I was going to give it a 9, but I thought it should be a little bit higher because I realized how early of a decom this was. And the fact it was pretty much their first... Unless, Lightning in a bottle early on. It was basically kind of the first sports decom. Although Under Wraps, I guess, is, has soccer in it. Luke, let's not try to make Under Wraps. I know. It's a I know. Movie. I know. I know. But I'm saying, like, so for the fir- third decom ever, and pretty much the first sports decom, they killed it the first time they out. They like, you gotta smashed give it out of the park. So, yeah, I would... I'd 9.5, killing it. Absolutely. Whoop, whoop. 100%. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me online at wildfire underscore king on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody who's helping me out there. Um, of course, you can find us online at D Comedy Podcast on Twitter. Give us a follow. Become a loyal D comrade. And so you can be sure to know when all of the new episodes and whatnot are coming out. Um, but also, it re- would really help us out if you go on your iTunes or you rate play and music. review. You rate bro. and review. It's on, pretty bro. great. It's come on, dude. It's, it's fat. It's fat. Can someone leave a review where they call us fat re- with a ph? Reviewness. Let's bring it back. Um, it really helps us out, and we really do appreciate it. Um, you should also be sure to check out all the wonderful podcasts on AudioEntropy.com because they're all great and lovely. But also, I want to give a brief moment to thank all of you. We've been doing this now for three full years, going Woo! on the fourth. And it is because you guys have been listening and supporting and been so goddamn cool that we love doing this so, so much. Thank you for bearing with us while we have had kind of a weird release schedule the past couple months. But we are looking forward to season four so much, hopefully just as much as you are. So keep on listening. Emma, do you want to know what we're watching next? Yeah. You shouldn't be excited. No. Because I, me and Emma realized this uh, after we recorded the Dad Nap episode last time. Is we kind of have a pattern, which is for the anniversary apps, we do an awesome movie, and then for the one after the anniversary, we do a bad movie, <laughs> an intentionally bad one. But then it was by accident twice. We did Poof Point and we did Dad Napped. So I'm picking a movie that I've heard no good things about. I don't like <laughs> where this movie So going. join us in September, where we will be watching Den Brother. What the fuck <laughs> is that? I don't even know what that is. I'll show you the picture. I've never heard of that in my life. It's supposedly I've not- never heard of that. 
I think it's the guy from Life with Derek has it runs a Girl Scout troop. That is not the guy from Life with Derek. That isn't. I don't no, know. No, it's is. not. I don't know who it is. But absolutely I've, not. I've, I don't even know who this off-brand piece <laughs> of shit is. I know nothing about it, but I've heard it's terrible, and so I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, I quit. This is my last <laughs> hey, episode. You made me do dad naps last time, and that made me. I lost something in dad naps. I've already lost something just looking at this guy's weird soulless eyes. <laughs> But yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much, and I hope you'll come back for more next time. DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. Yo, Brink, what's up? Now you're going to do that at the Invitational or say for the championship? Say, you know what, Val? I don't think you skate so good anymore, man. I don't know. Maybe you should back both competitions. Nah. Might have to get back all the cool stuff. Ooh, sponsored skaters. Big deal. It is a big deal. Team X plays the rules. Everybody knows that. Speaking of which, we got a photo shoot we're trying to do here. Mind getting lost? Mind if I kick your butt? Wait. We had to pit first. You know how it is. Yeah, but we have it now. Mm-hmm. See, you guys left the pit. BJ Susan. Aren't you, Beach? Oh, man. You guys snaked and you know it. <laughs> you guys should have left someone to save your place. You know how.